Hello and welcome to Season 3, Episode 8 of Blood on the Tamases, a Vampire the Masquerade Chronicle set in Oxfordshire, England, 2012. With me tonight we have... Playing Salah Shaw of Clan Bruya. Vex playing Velvet Clan Ventry. And Carlos playing Theodore Penn of Clan La Sombra. So, for obvious reasons, you know, for anyone who watched the previous episode, there are only three players with me tonight. Um, and we have three episodes left of the Chronicle, which means I'm on track, which is great. Um, so we left everybody on Saturday the 4th of August. And just before we get into our first scenes, I just want to do a quick check in with the players regarding their current state of health or unhealth, um, willpower and hunger. And if you have, it might also be worth just giving us a very quick reminder of any um, ambitions or desires that you want to share with us. Let's start with Silas. So Silas is currently on uh, two aggravated willpower damage, considered better than he has been at the start of this. this. Uh, he's on three health, aggravated health. Um, he's on two, on two hunger. Hey, he's You're healing. Yep, he's pretty good <laughs> to wreck. Uh, he's a, You're better. You're better, though. Yeah, his uh, his current ambition is to bring stability to Oxfordshire, and his current desire is to see Mr. Whispers. Aww. Awesome. Because, awesome. New lover boy. What do you expect? <laughs> Aww. Well, that's sweet. All right, thank you. Silas, what about you, Velvet? So, Velvet's fine. I mean, you know, maximum health, maximum willpower. Uh, not hungry at all. No, no, no downside to any of that. Um, obviously, his ambition is still to kill Wallace, who's not dead, right? Um, <laughs> and his desire remains as it always is, which is have sex with Adam a lot. But that, you know, people keep interrupting that a lot. So fingers crossed. I, okay, that'll be. It's first, a, it's for a today. tough world, isn't it? It is tough, tough yeah. When you just it. don't get the things you want all the time, right? That's it. Yeah. Uh, and what about Theodore? Uh, Theodore is, is healthy, sound, and, and like mind and, and body. Uh, no no uh, damage to his willpower or health tracks. Uh, he's currently at hunger two. His ambition is still um, around bringing to, to help create an independent Oxfordshire, independent from Helena and others. So it's basically to rule ourselves. Um, I fulfilled my desire last session uh, to see Miyuki, and now my desire is to find Meliore. Excellent. So, we were kind of at the, the tail end of Saturday the 4th of August, and when we left our uh, coterie, I believe Silas was in the garage, Velvet had um, delivered a nameless woman who for her sins had been fed on. She was and then fine. Nearly, nearly she died. But now she's fine and it's all fine. No one cares. She was fine. Yeah, good. exactly. Yeah. She, she's been um, returned to human society and Velvet is now rushing back to beat the sun um, to the haven. Now, Theodore had actually set off sometime earlier in the evening in a car with Isabel. Um, he is armed and one might say looking for trouble. Um, he is being followed by another car full of, as far as Theodore is aware, 
uh, kine who are also armed and looking for trouble. Um, you will know by now that Isabel is nearly always armed, though not often looking for trouble. But she is, uh, she is with you in the car as well. Now, you are traveling quite a while and you have been trying to get a sense from the shadows themselves of where Meliori is. And this is a very difficult thing to do. It's not like having a, a sat-nav or a compass. It is reaching out into the dark, trying to find her within that darkness. And perhaps it's Theodore's imagination, but you also almost imagine that she too is reaching out. Um, and that's through that connection, you sometimes get a kind of a fleeting sense of direction. But it's a difficult process. You have, you think, been following or, you know, getting closer to her, but you don't have a sense of how far away you are. And you don't have a sense yet um, of, you know, whether she is stationary or moving or anything like that. You're just sometimes aware of the shadows kind of pulling in a certain direction and you just go with them. However, given that this is actually going to have quite a long time, potentially before it resolves, I would like you to make one more roll for me, which is going to be a resolve and oblivion roll. You can spend willpower, you can rouse should you wish to. I um, will rouse. Awesome. Resolve plus... Uh, obviously include... Yep, do include your blood potency bonus to this roll. Okay. So I will, I will both rouse... And most certainly will end up spending willpower. <laughs> Just so Good you stuff. know. Um, so one of the things whilst you're resolving that role that is, is odd as well is that when you did this the first time, you were sat in your room in the dark, kind of reaching into the shadows. Specifically reaching into your shadow as it fell upon the wall. Whereas now you're in a moving vehicle. And whilst you're essentially doing the same thing, it's just there are more distractions, even though it is a very nice car and, and the drive is very smooth. Um, it's more difficult than perhaps it might be. So it's a good thing that I that Theodore is, is a highly resolute man. Because I have four, five, six, seven, eight successes, critical win. So I don't think I'm going to use that willpower. Okay. It's, a, it's an eight success as grid win. Instantly, someone hears the plot going. Oh, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I do go you, hungry. Um, I do go hungry. So th okay. there, there's the someone well, breathing no, that's good. That's life. Good. I, feel, I feel good about breathing that. life into the plot again. Um, so obviously, it is more difficult. But Theodore is not a man who lets a little bit of difficulty stand in his way, nor is he a man who gives up or allows himself to be distracted easily. And his, his long background of being able to kind of keep focus of mind comes into play here, as does indeed the years that he has spent being tutored by Meliore. If you have in almost a stronger connection in terms of oblivion to her than you do to Isabel, although again, you do have a strong connection to Isabel, she's your sire. And it is through this connection and through Theodore's focus that he again feels that pull of the shadows and is able to direct the cars in the right direction. Moreover, as he's been focusing on this, you, I gave a kind of analogy before, almost like you're putting your hand against the glass and you could almost feel her hand sometimes like as if maybe she was on the other side. And 
this you, you get a kind of renewed burst of that that you are pressing into this darkness trying to find her and at some point it's almost like suddenly she's reaching out to you and for a moment there is some kind of contact not a physical one mm -hmm. but one where you suddenly have a sense of her much more strongly and your confidence that this really is her grows dramatically and also that you you briefly have maybe more of a sense that you are closer to her than you were although you still don't know how close or how far away she is. You drive for some time until indeed you'll find yourself driving out of Oxfordshire. You will um, be heading south and you have this horrible sensation for a while of, am I going back into Reading and Reading's domain? However, you are not going directly towards Reading. You're heading in that general direction, but not exactly to it. You're not taking the same roads um, entirely. And after a while, you will become aware that you are bypassing Reading. That you are still kind of heading vaguely. You know, you, you, you head vaguely towards it, and then you go past it. Okay. Um, and hours will pass. You will begin to get a little concerned about getting back. Like, it's not impossible but it's getting increasingly risky to have to just rush back as the night kind of drags on. However, given your crit win and your rather disgusting number of successes, um, and of course it's worth saying that you are getting an assist of a kind, you will eventually find yourself in Twyford. Twyford is a uh, a place which is kind of uh, a bit to the east of Reading and kind of northwest of London, give you a kind of vague sense of where it might be. Um, yes. And you feel yourself getting closer. And whilst you're not sure, like, precisely Emeliori is, you feel like she is close. Um what is in your favour, however, is that you're still on a road, still on a fairly main road, when you start to get this sensation. And as you look along, it's like an A road that you're on. As you're looking kind of around, as luck would have it, you are not in a heavily built up area. You're not in a town, in the centre of town, I should say, and you're not in like a little village or anything along the way. You oh, are no, on the main road. And, start looking and for the, the black vans. So you look around for black vans and you don't see them. But what you do see is what looks like a shut-down car dealership. Which, okay. So there is, um, there are a few cars outside it, but no vans that you can see, and certainly no black vans. Um, yeah, but if it's a used car dealership that has been shut down, what are those cars doing there? Indeed. Um, so there is a largely empty car park. There is... Um, you can see what would have originally been like a kind of glass, like glass fronted building, but the glass all been painted over and whitewashed. So it's been smeared. Um, the cars will be kind of slowing down and Isabel will say, do you wish us to stop here, Theodore? I believe there is something to investigate around that car place. I see. So the cars will come to a stop and her people will get out of the car 
behind you. Um, your driver will stay in the car, in this car that you're in, but she will get out. I assume you are doing the same. Yeah, I will get out. I will put my, I will put the silencers on the on the gun mm-hmm. <clears throat> and carry it with me um, on my holster if it allows for that. If not, I'll have it in my hand and um, okay. my katana in the other. And what I will do is, I. I will use shadow cast, shadow cloak. Sorry, shadow cloak. Okay. So it is night time. There are many shadows around, and it is trivial for you to call them about you. Um. You are aware that they are making it harder for you to be seen. Okay. <clears throat> Should I make the, like a stealth roll or something? Uh, we'll come to that in a moment. Mm. So. Isabel, um, for the moment, seems to just be kind of standing and waiting. You will see her kind of almost like square her shoulders slightly, like she's gearing herself up for whatever this is, but you don't see any kind of obvious external change. She will reach into her handbag and pull out a fairly um, high caliber pistol. Um, which, uh, a revolver, I think you mentioned. Yeah. Um, but and she will but she will tuck it kind of she's wearing a like a shawl as if you know you protect yourself against some of the cold of the night and she kind of tucks it very casually under there and looks very much just like a you know a very elegant woman looking at a very um rundown building um you'd have to be quite close to notice there was anything untoward about that the men who've got out of the car at the back are you know are all armed although they're not brandishing their weapons they are all taking positions they're kind of fanning out a little bit so they've got kind of a broad view of the sides of the building. Um, start checking for like security cameras and... Sure. So I would like you to make a um, your choice of uh, resolve and either technology or <laughs> alertness. Or awareness, sorry. Or awareness. Or awareness, yeah. Yeah, because you could, if you have high technology, you might have a good idea of where these things might be and other things like that. It's going to be a failed awareness roll, I think. Okay. A single success. All right. So you're looking for cameras and you are struggling to see them, or at least anything that looks active in the building. Um... But uh, Isabel will point one out to you that is quite well concealed. Um, the thing that will strike you also is that you had seen a camera, but it was a defunct camera. It was in the place kind of above the doors where you might expect it. Whereas this one is more tucked away. Um, I, I signal the, the people in my, in my group. Mm-hmm. And I started giving hand signals, pointing at the camera, that Isabel, and for them to look for others. Yep, they will fan out and do that. Um, and it doesn't I take... Might be your... Sorry, I might be coming a little bit from your microphone. So if you take your audio a little down, because I think I'm hearing a little bit of echo. Me? Okay. There it is. Um, so yeah, you... Um, very quickly, 
get to a point where you've identified the cameras on the building. There are two, in fact, one that is covering two sides of the building near the front and the other is covering two sides of the building near the back. And um, they are quite keen to disable these cameras. Yes. And Isabel will I tell give them, them to the proceed. Nod. And whomever is not doing that to circle around, the others join me. I start like trying to tactically take advantage of int- entry and exit points, places where we can be ambushed from, things like that. Sure. So in terms of the area around this place, it's actually quite open. It'd be quite hard to ambush you from here. Um, you know, the, the, all of the approaches have got high visibility. In terms of the building itself, you can see an exit at the back, um, and you can see what is like a double-doored, quite a kind of big entrance at the front. Uh, as I say, there's a very large car park, but that's all, all open. Um, you've got that kind of extended roof such that you could park cars and they'd be semi-protected from the, from the elements. Uh, it is possible, your tactical mind will tell you, that someone could be on the roof itself. And of course, given the nature of the roof, they'd be able to get quite a good vantage point on people although you could obviously go underneath the roof even before going in the building if you wanted to um nobody has spotted including you anyone at the moment after the cameras are disabled i just signal the go ahead so we can approach okay is theodore taking the lead or are you letting her people take the lead i'm taking the lead sure in that case theodore you are you going to the front or the back or somewhere else clever I think the the best way uh, right now the best approach is from the front to see if or anything can be seen, uh, any movement can be heard, things like that. Okay. I will do it under the cover of darkness, of course. So you approach. Um, you suspect if someone is trying to watch through the glass, it'll be difficult because I say the glass has been smeared over. There may be small pockets, of course, that could have viewpoints. You move up with the dark cloaking you, and nothing happens. No one immediately responds. And you get to these doors. May check the the door. The door is stiff but not locked. Hmm. I after checking the handle, I just check my my ammunition and signal to the the, the people. I stand back from the door, taking aim, and normal entry procedure. Like someone opens the door, and other people cover i'm gonna be covered so a couple of her people will come to cover you at the front and a couple will go around the back in case obviously anything comes out there isabel's going to stay with you at the front um she's standing a little back while this is going on the door is it, it can't be just swung open easily it has to be forced open um so it's a, it's not quite as dramatic or as quick as you'd like nevertheless it is does get opened um they will be shining torches into the space once it's open. And what you will see quite rapidly is there's a little bit of space where the the kind of, you think probably like an internal showroom was, but actually there, there is some kind of um, partition wall of boards that has been put up across the width of this very large open space that kind of seals it off. And you can now see there is a secondary door inside that partition wall. I started making you know, hand signals and doing a, a steady approach. 
Um, does so it look like in? a cramped place or does it look like a like an open space? Well, originally you suspect it was a large open area where you could fit cars and like a desk and all kinds of other things. But now it's been like cut off into this very thin kind of rectangle mm -hmm. of space where you've stepped in. So it's very like it goes stretches to your left and right a long way. But the space ahead of you is very small before you hit this wall. Okay. Um, I, I, how I how much of the space on the other side there is and how divided that is, you don't know. Then we'll start uh, heading to the, that door that you mentioned. So you go to the door. The partition. Um, the partition door. Uh, it will be locked, you will discover. Hmm. I gestured to one of the guys to go around to see how far it stands, one of the guys with the torches. So they'll follow the partition wall when it goes to the actual walls of the building. Okay. Again, but I Very think quiet, we're going to... By the way, you don't hear anything on the other side. You don't hear any movement. It is remarkably quiet. How, do, how does... Is it a, a normal door with a lock and a key? Or is it locked because it's locked from the inside or barred? Or does it sound like it has like a chain or like a lock? Uh, you think it is a normal lock and key. I point at the lock and key and wave at it to see if any of them lock picks locks or he wants to break it or I don't know. Yeah, one of them will step forward and a minute or so goes by, there is a click and you have access to the room. Okay. I cover and the moment the door opens, the moment it opens, you smell blood. A lot of blood. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I take point with one of the guys with a torch. Okay. So, as you move into this space, uh, you can see that it looks like it has been divided into several kind of holding areas. Uh, each of these are visible from where you're standing. Um, but they've been partitioned off such that, almost like a, like a line of cells, effectively. And there are four that you can see. Uh, three of them are empty. I should say one of these is less of a cell and looks more like a kind of office of sorts or a store place. Um... Two of them are just empty, save for a single chair and what look like um, chains that are attached to the floor and just rested over the chairs. You'll be able to see where, as the flashlight is kind of passing them and taking in the details that the chairs look as if they are also bolted to the floor. Uh, you will note the chairs look as if they are metal and quite sturdy and the chains look thick. Um, and have heavy kind of padlocks on them. However, it is the fourth cell that mainly gets your attention. Um, what you will see is there is blood all over the walls and over the floor. It looks like an abattoir in quite stark contrast to the others. You can look pretty much straight into it um, because although there are um, there is a door, 
it is currently open to this space. Um, you will see there are several bodies inside. They look to you like, from their positions, the way they're lying, as if something incredibly strong had picked them up and slammed them around maybe the walls, the ceiling, the you don't know. But they look like they have multiple bone breaks and their limbs hang at kind of odd angles and they look a little bit boneless in the way they the way they are. Um, and they are scattered in different places in the room. Um, you count three bodies, dead bodies. You are certain they are dead without question. There is a fourth and fifth person in this room. The fourth person you don't think is dead. They are sitting on the floor, um, leaning against the chair in a kind of slump. Um, I should say that these bodies that you can see are all wearing um, kind of practical overalls um, and not a uniform exactly, but they are similarly dressed. Okay. Um, uh, and you will note, because Theodore obviously has a military background, that they are wearing what look like army boots to you. Oh, okay. Um, so the... The guy who is leaning in this slump, by the way, has like a shaved head. Um... And looks quite broad, looks looks physically fit. Uh, he is very pale, you will note. Um, I said his, his head is shaved. You are aware that Meliore's hand is resting on the top of his head. She is chained to this chair such that the only way she can touch his head is that he is like leaning his head back against the arm of the chair. Um, but she is bound, uh, her her feet and ankles are, are multiply wrapped around the legs of the chair. Her wrists are also bound to the arms of the chair and she's blindfolded. Oh. Um, but as you, oh, you will also see in the room, there is a camera which is pointing at the chair but the top of the camera has been ripped off. Okay. As you as you step into this space and you, you take all of this in, uh, you see, um, and the flashlight is kind of trembling a little bit as the guy is taking it across the scene from one body to the next. Um, it catches a little bit on Meliori's smile. And she says, ah, Theodore. Meliori. Glad to see you're well. I take the flashlight, like I put my, my pistol away, my, my handgun. I take the flashlight out of the guy and say, check if these have any identification on them. Check the room with the boxes and, and like the one that looks like an office. Take stuff, put them on the trunk. Like try to take in as much information. Like this is sort of like, I'm using them now as a recon team. So I start sure. giving instructions to that effect make double sure that the camera is disabled 
just by pulling any wires or breaking the yeah, you or whatever? you rip the wires out of the wall. The guy runs to the others, and they will start looking for stuff to, to take from this place. Yeah, as much as they can. And um, I I take remove the blindfold from her. Yeah, she will and look I, And you. I put my hand... I put my hand, I kiss, kiss her in the forehead and said, you had me worried there. I... This must be very sturdy chains. She nods. It's too sturdy. Let's see if we can do something about them. And of course, try to find uh, either keys or something, and if not, any any like equipment that can be used, like bolt cutters or things like that. Sure. So it won't, you know, it won't be that difficult a task for you to find. There are keys in here, but not in the room. No one has brought keys to her chains in with them. Um, but you will find keys and you will be able to release her. Um, and she will say to you, she'll gesture to the man who's slumped. She says, this is Braxton. I think you and he should talk a little more. You're very smart, my smart, and always so considerate. I will, I will figure out a way for him to, to be of help. I look at Braxton. Does he? He's unconscious. To the mention of him? He's unconscious. Okay, I gesture to the others that I take him, and um, so I start picking him up. She will say he is he is shy, Theodore. He will need encouragement. Oh. He took you from me. He will be thoroughly encouraged in our ways. He will tell me everything he knows. She nods. She will say, um, they knew too much about, she gestures to herself. You'll see she still has a hole in the front of her dress mm -hmm. where they obviously impaled her. Um, although the, the skin underneath is now partially healed, it's not fully healed. Um, and she says, uh, they know some of our tricks. Yes, I would imagine, given the blindfold and the chains. She knows, but not all. I just smile and say, come. Isabel has also been worried. She's outside waiting. So you will um, go back. You'll you'll hear from the people who are at the back. They have found there is a black van parked behind the building. Hmm. Check license, registration, all everything. Searching from the inside if they. So they'll take. Sorry. Yeah, they'll take the details. I mean, they can break into it if you want to. Yeah, and if they can, you know, hardwire it and to take it with them, or they, if there are keys around that can be used, we can use them. So um, is, so whilst this is going on and people are kind of bringing stuff out, obviously Meliore will go to speak to Isabel. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if there's anything you want to say or do immediately. No, I'm going to be... Oversee this. Yeah, I want to oversee that. We we take as much as we can, as much information as we can. If if the van can come, also, I don't, I don't even check the van. I just tell the guys, just... Turn it on, bring it over. If not, we tow it. I don't, I don't care how we do it because the van might have a, a contraption like the one they used to capture Meliore. So all of that is intel, actionable inter information that Theodore is going to okay, take. Okay, so yes. Now leading um, the efforts. 
So what will happen is they they will come to you in something of a hurry, uh, and they will report that yes, there is indeed one of these devices in the back. Okay, bring the van then. Um, they will also report that they think some kind of alarm has gone off in the van. Ooh. Use your phones. Take pictures of it all. Yeah, they will do that. And, um, and if any of you know anything about like alarms, GPS devices, or the like, try to see if you can shut it off. If not, leave it like that. So they they will try tracker, to do that. Um, they don't have trackers themselves handy to kind of put on there. They do try to disable the device, but they fail, and they will tell you that it is like an integrated device. So yeah, but yeah, basically, that this is good stuff. It's going to be very difficult to do it. Um, take pictures. So of they it. just recommend getting out. Take, so take pictures, pictures of the manufacturer and things like that. Yep, they do that, and then and double time. Get those boxes in. We're leaving. And you double time back. Now, actually, it is so close to dawn that you don't have time to go back to the Haven. Luckily for you, Isabel lives on the southern end, right on the southern end of Oxfordshire. So uh, she will Florida. she will uh, allow you to stay at her Haven that night. Um, is there anything that I should be aware of as you, Isabel and Meliori, will be in the car together? I'm mostly making sure that uh, Meliori is okay if she needs to be fed first thing next next evening uh i'll offer myself to to help her hunt uh she will say something about you know it was very hard not eating braxton it was tempting but i knew you would come theodore don't worry about it um, i can call joanne ask him to take care of braxton bring him to full health so i can start playing with him she uh, looks pleased with that state of affairs. So you will return back to um, Isabel's, where you will be able to rest safely and securely. It's worth mentioning that Velvet and Silas, when you get back to the Haven, um, you will discover that a message has been left um, for all of you. By all of you, I mean for Silas, Velvet and Theodore has been left on the kind of main table is when it, you it's get addressed in. to all three of us yes okay no, one uh, message how, for all three how close to one message this message is addressed to all three of you that is on the table so is yes. it close to dawn be close to dawn yeah when you get back fine okay well um i don't know where these well i presume i know where silas is and i theo's still out so i'll leave you can... it until tomorrow morning no problem. So, Silas and Velvet, when you retire to your rooms, you will find a message has been left for each of you. Uh, do you intend to read it? Yes. Okay. Um, yes, I think so. So, I don't have any people don't normally do this. So, no, it's unusual. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, the, the messages are. Fairly kind of uh, the thing that you, you, for those of you who kind of care about such things, the writing is very even and precise. Um, it is not necessarily the world's easiest to read writing, but it has nevertheless got a very kind of uniform quality to That's it. That's what I was going to say, because if, if it was sort of readable, it cannot be doctor's 
raining. I know, I know. I'll, I'll break a stereotype and I'll be in trouble. Uh, yeah. So I, I wouldn't do that either. <laughs> so Silas, um, the message that you have reads, oh, I should say you'll be aware it's from Joanne, like the moment you open it. It says, you probably never deserved what they did to you, but maybe you did. Regardless, it doesn't matter. I don't know what your plans are, but I hope you use whatever you have left of your humanity to do some good. And then it's just signed, Joanne. Velvet, in your case, and it's a similar kind of handwriting and setup, also signed off by her. It says, I used to think you and I were alike, but over time, I guess I was proven wrong. Your acceptance of this fucked up world baffles me. But I think I can feel someone trying to do some good beneath it. Maybe I was wrong. For the people that you love's sake, I hope I'm right. That's all it says. Do, do either of you take any reaction at all to that, that we should be aware of? Um, how close is it to dawn? Very. Yes. You're kind of coming to bed when you find this. That's just slum down. Yes, I mean, you've and... got few, you've got like twenty minutes or so. I mean, Casales wouldn't go up to bed like at the last second. Yeah. So I'm going to assume you've got twenty minutes, half an hour before sunrise. So if you want to do something, you have got time. Yeah, I go and look for John. Okay, so I assume yeah. you go to the surgery. Go to the surgery. Yeah. yeah. So I'd be doing the same. I'm really, okay, I'm really so... angry. So, so basically, so basically, I want to have it over there. Excellent. So the two of you, one of you angrily, and one of you. What? Just confused. Confused. Make your way to Joanne's surgery. You will find it is well. She's not there. Okay. In which case, I make a note to take this up with her tomorrow, and I get. You know where her room is, of course. Oh, fine. Well, I'll go there then. So Silas and Velvet will assume you came about the same yeah. time. And yep. the two of you are making your way towards Joanne's room. You can interact yep. or not as you see fit. I'll say, um, you got one of these as well. I hold up the letter. I'm still holding it. Okay. When we reach Joanne's room, I just walk in. I don't knock. Okay. You walk into the room. It's not locked. Um, she's not in there, but you. And Joanne is not someone who keeps a lot of stuff. But what will be evident is things like her wardrobe is open. And there are things missing from there. I'll say... Looks like she's gone and done something stupid again. What the hell she's left off with Fuck. I'll have to talk to well, you tomorrow. know what? If she's left, this is a shitty way to leave. That's all I'm saying. So... I guess... Well, it's too late to worry about it now. All right. Um, good morning to you, and I'll head back to bed. So, the nice thing about being a vampire is it's always easy to go to sleep. Uh, and both of you do. In fact, all three of you do without real trouble. And you will wake the next um, <laughs> evening. Theodore, I just want to check in. Is there anything clever you're doing before kind of heading back? No, I'm checking on uh, Meliori, trying to get as much information as I can about the situation, the people who held her captive and the like. Uh, send a message to Joanne 
telling her that I will be taking someone to the Haven that might need medical attention. Okay. Yeah, you send her a text. You don't get a reply. Okay. But other than that, I don't. I don't think I, I, I'm going to be doing something overly clever, other than asking Isabel and Meliore. You know, if there's anything I can help them with, I do bring to Meliore's attention that the situation between Isabel and Enolf cannot continue much longer, and we need to find a resolution. We need to find a way of either letting everybody else know our true heritage, the, the true meaning of her blood, or or trying to sort things out with Sir Enolf in whatever way we think it's appropriate. I would lean towards the first one, but I don't know the consequences of it fully yet. Um, so they will both take this very seriously as well. And yeah. um, Meliori will say to come forward, we will need the support of the prince, whoever that is, whoever that turns out to be. But this is a good time to win favors, or whoever yes. becomes prince will need our favor. And uh, Isabel says, I do not know how we can make the first of these things happen, but I also do not think I must return to Enolf soon or he will come looking for me. But I... I do not think that he is a long-term solution anymore. I do not even think he is a mid-term solution. Yeah. I am... Um, I talked to Sir William last night, and um, there is talk about putting Helena towards the trials to become a citizen of Ox for sure. It seems that the general sentiment is to make the trials fit for a prince, if you know what I mean. Impossible enough. So we have a way of getting rid of her for good. Now, whomever is to become prince after that, I do not know. The Bruya have a say in that apparently and uh, i would put my the weight of my voice behind sir william but but i do intend to spend the next month rallying as many people as i can behind the cause of elena must not be allowed to rule oxfordshire has to be for those citizens of oxfordshire who have proven themselves and she has proven to be unreliable untrustworthy Perhaps I can offer some favors in exchange for boons that we can then use. Meliore will say, we need to find who will be the next prince of Oxfordshire. And we must be behind them early. Yes. Then perhaps we might step forward a little more than we have in the past isabel um says i i would do what i can but i will be 
restricted in where I can go. We understand. Don't worry about it. So at that point, I assume you are going to yeah. head off. Let's go to work. Bye bye. Kisses in the cheek. <laughs> yes, yes, you will definitely get those out of the room. So you will be uh, driven back to um, the Haven with Braxton mm -hmm. in tow. And the next, obviously, uh, evening turns up. I'm going to assume, unless anyone is doing anything radical or immediate, uh, that the three of you will be gathered back at the Haven. And you can greet Theodore when he returns. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I assume yeah. you all want to talk to him. So yep. let's assume that when Theodore gets back, the two of you are there to meet him in the Haven. Over to you. Everything all right? Uh, well, um, I'm not really sure. Um, there's a letter here for all of us, and you probably have a letter from Joanne, who's up to some strange shit again, if you ask me. Um, I don't really have the time of day for it, but what I waited. I don't know. I don't even know where she is. And to be honest, I don't really care at this point in time. But uh, I thought I'd flag it to you anyhow. There's a letter on the table. Supposedly, it's for all of us. Um, but if it's also from her, I don't think that I have the time or energy to listen to it. So I'm probably going to go out. Understood. One effect worth you knowing. Oh, and you know, we're supposed to uh, show up to Sir Holder this evening. Yes. All of us. But you know what? It's her fucking funeral if she doesn't turn up. So leave that on her side. I approach and take the, the letter that is addressed for all three of us. It's like, you're sure you don't want to know what's in it? I don't care. I had something directly from her, and that has told me enough to not matter. At that point, I'll Basically. turn mine and leave. So, Velvet, where are you intending to go? I'm going back. Or are you just kind of going out? Well, I, I, my, my plan for the evening was to, to find out <clears throat> and chat with him. Sure. But also, I need to go back to the flat and check on Barnaby. So probably I'll just start by going to the flat. Awesome. So I'll come back to you in a little bit. Uh, Silas, I assume you're staying? Yep. Okay, so if you're reading the note, uh, I will let you both know what it says. Yes. Again, same writing. It says, Our kind is a parasite on this world. We fool ourselves with delusions of grandeur that we're better than humans. That's why they choose to dismiss them as lesser with just a word, kind. But the truth is, humanity does not need us. We are but shambling corpses that cling stubbornly to a life we do not deserve to have. Humanity does not need vampires. We need them. And sooner or later, like any parasite, the host rallies its defences to purge them. There are people who are aware of who we are and what we do, and they want us dead. I'm giving you this warning out of respect for the things you did for Joanne's loved ones over these years. Use this warning how you will, but remember, whether it's in a few days or a few hundred years, we'll all be burning in hell for what we've done. I'll relish every fucking moment knowing you're all here with me. And that's where it stops. Is it signed? Um, yes. The, the, like an un, unintelligible uh, signature? I mean, you or, recognize, or is you it... recognize it as Joanne's. You recognize it as Joanne's. 
I dropped the letter on the table and very like determinedly, like determined, walked to my room to see if there is, uh, you know, about this this letter that I could have for myself. Sure. Uh, um, did Theodore read the letter out loud? I'm guessing. I'm assuming that yes, yes, I did. He did. So you will be able to. Sat Sat himself perusing it. Absolutely, with that. Okay. What? So you remain confused reading the letter. Theodore, uh, when you go to your room, uh, yes, there is a very short note to you. It simply says, okay. I bequeath my major boon over Sir Enolf to you. Do with it what you will. Okay, given this for me, what Theodore will imagine happen is that she's, she put a rant on the letter for everybody, but probably she took Theodore's advice. Remember when Theodore said, you should think long and hard if, whether, as to whether or not you want to stay here because you've always hated it. And Theodore was looking out for her. So it looks like she just said her piece on the overall letter and then said, you know what? I'm leaving, I'm making, like, I'm, I'm leaving town. I bequeath my, my boon to you. Sure. Uh, that doesn't make me any less angry because <laughs> that's, I mean, the other does not consider this is the way that the conversation or the, you know, any of this should have happened. Um, but it, it, it definitely, uh, puts things into perspective. So, th yeah, I will go downstairs and, and meet with Salas. Okay. Is there anything the two of you want to do? You can have a, have a scene. Then I'll jump to Velvet. So. I go downstairs showing the note folded, of course. You were correct. She oh. left a, a note for myself as well. Um, and it makes me... I, I believe that she just decided to, to leave Oxfordshire. I mean, she's gone. I don't understand why would she write what she wrote. I, but I guess it makes sense now. It makes sense why she always was the kindest of all of us. She hated what she was, apparently. And I think, being a little, you know, cold-headed here, I think she did the absolute right thing. Leaving without a trace, so we could not find her. The only connections she had, we know of, I can assure you, probably know not where she is. She was the smart of us, of us all. Doesn't make me happy that she left the way she did, though. No. I mean, regardless of her obligations, which is just outright dismissing and ignoring. I consider her a friend. They've gone, Bob. Uh, her, her, myself, and Velva, we've 
transition to this life kind of together. I know you, we've, with you as well, but you've you've kind of had a um, uh, you, you you always had had a head start. Yeah, and oh, I do what, understand. Years? Sixty. Uh, six, Sixty years. But regardless, I think I did not consider her a friend, not a close one by any means. I'm not gonna lie. I consider her a companion, a compatriot. She was part of our unit. And when you have a military background, it helps a lot to think in those terms sometimes. We're part of a coterie, a group, a unit. And uh, she was our physician and someone who could help us keep uh, clearer heads, help help maintain our grip on who we were. I treasured that. It was fascinating to watch her work, to see her yeah. uh, when one of us go fuck up and how she would fix the poor person. That was fascinating. Really wasn't really incredible to watch, but and it's in your eyes. I think the main problem that we have here, Solis, is that now our coterie is one person shorter. I I believe most of the Toreador ought to leave the city at some point. She did mention something along those lines last night. Oh, two nights ago. And she's just part of that exodus. I... I would imagine that the treatment Prince Drogo gave the Toreador did not sit well with them. They did what they needed to do, but other than that, it's not like they 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 loved the situation they found themselves in. I don't blame them. No, they they fulfilled their duty, and now that there is no prince, they decided to leave. They were not happy. I just wish Joanne would have been a little bit more forthcoming to either of us. I wouldn't have taken it as an insult if she had decided to just let Velvet or yourself know that she was indeed leaving. But, well, I guess it is what it is. Maybe we'll see her again in a hundred years or so, maybe? Or do you reckon she's just gone to ground for good, or... But this... I do not know. I do not know. I do not know what will become of her. I don't know if we will see her again. I don't... I don't even think she is looking forward to that anymore. I would not be surprised if that is the last we know of Joanne Salt. Forever. Should we, um... Take a moment at some point to make sure we pay respects to the doctor, the good doctor. Well, I don't think she's dead by any means. Well, I fear I'm never going to see her again. 
there but at least some for us for uh closure of parting ways i is, is that something that happens really i miss well we could certainly try but i believe sir holder will will help us in that transition forcefully talking about business um i was had a little chat with velvet uh last night yes. and um situation about with of course what with who will be next as prince um mm -hmm. and i know samata's who wants to throw her name into the ring i don't know who else um but do you do you know what makes a good leader i've seen it in you and i don't see much people but i saw how you of course managed and led the uh the hunt for Takahisa. So, um, if we can find whoever, well, whoever we can both consider will be appropriate for next prince, I will do what I can to leverage, uh, well, can, with some advice, uh, my win of the games, because with that I could should hopefully be able to pull some weight. I haven't really, I haven't really leveraged that. Um, and we need st we need stability in Oxfordshire. And if Joanne's we right, in, if Joanne's right in this, and there are people hunting us, like you said, you saw in those in the in the backlands, then that's that's a problem. That's a major problem, and we need stability to be able to deal with that. Silas, I know for a fact that we are being hunted. Last night I was on a personal errand, as I said on my messages. I was looking for Meliori. If you remember, those black vans came out of nowhere and took her. That, yeah, they were well, not would... kindred. They had a place, an undercover sort of safe facility for questioning. We managed to get as much information as we could, but they were all kind. They were all... From what I gathered, they looked trained, capable, but they most worryingly funded. Doesn't matter if they're incapable. They have the funding. They have the tech. They have the money. They have really we captured one. One. Yeah, well, Meliori left that one alive. She figured I would want to have a chat with him. And I just let it hang in there so Silas understand what's got, what's about to happen in case yep. he wants to be away. Yeah, a little, little flashback to a previous person that Silas brought for Theodore. Um, um, uh, I was hoping Joanne took a look at him. So I guess it just put him on, I mean, on the surgery with some with an IV and just hope he recovers. I've treated him uh, well and chained him up. I've got some basic first aid knowledge. I might be able to have a look at him, but I've got no idea how we're near the capability. Let's do the minimum. Let's do the, the minimum. Let's not play with his health. I, I believe the basics you learned with Joanne 
He's okay. He's just pale. He just needs some rest, good food, or enough to nourish him back to health. Would it be an idea to... Um, I show my wrist to uh, speed up, or hmm. do you think? It's a technique that Joanne and I have used before to save someone the point. I would need to that hunt actually... afterwards. I would need to hunt afterwards, but... Hmm. That actually gives me an idea, since I'm going to be the questioning. Probably someone who has to drink my blood is going to be more amenable to what I do before I start doing it, even. Now, there is a problem with that. They took my grandsire. And she doesn't want them... She wants to know everything, but she doesn't want them to have an easy time. Let's not speed up the process. Let's let them sulk and understand the situation, his eventual demise. But yes, they are hunting us. I, I believe that I have actually come across a way to get rid of Helena. I have always. She really, truly, she truly wants to be the Prince of Oxfordshire. Then I suggest that we task her with finding and eliminating this group. Killing it at the head, nipping it at the bud, as you say in here. Go I... for the root cause of the problem. I mean, I'm pretty sure though know, that um, elders of the city might want, you know, full proof that this group exists. Just, I, just... I have plenty of proof that not only Good. the group exists, but also with it's a member the... and several pictures. I I will be kind enough to give him to give her some of the information that we find. As long as it's not compromising to Oxfordshire and any of its citizens. And if you can uh, give me uh, pass on any, uh, make any copies of some uh, a so that I can show, I can show my uh, my line. Meliora and Isabel are going through it as we speak. So the moment they have figured out what is it that can be shared with others, I I would assume. We would want to notify the the knights. Hmm. Um, you said that Sir Marta is throwing her name in the hat to be prince. Yes, I am totally honest. I do not know her. I don't know her capacity for rule or for hmm. leadership. I do know Sir Williams. He tends to be more of a quiet disposition. But that doesn't mean he doesn't know what's going on and he's not controlling his environment and he's he leads with honor he is polite in his treatment which says a lot about someone there was uh we did his name was mentioned at the meet and 
That was some concern about him being strong enough, I think physically, to uh, to hold, hold the post. Because if if Helena is tested and you know, fails, then we'll need someone who to pass those tests. Not if they are already a citizen of Oxfordshire. The test we're going to put to Helena is to see if she deserves to be called such. A prince rule. It's not one of might. Not anymore. It used to be that people, kindred and kind, deferred to the strongest. If you were the strongest warrior in your tribe, you get to rule until a stronger one or a younger one came and take, took you out of it. But it became more and more evident that people who were fit to rule, not always, were the strongest. But it's not as they had people following them. So no one's going to be a prince unless others say, yes, we agree for them to be our prince. That is why Helena is going to face a lot of issues if she comes to Oxfordshire. That's why she's trying to be careful. Letting people leave and others to remain and swear loyalty to her. But if we choose not to, she's going to have a, have a very, very difficult time being a prince at all. Would she be off of the test of metal as well? Because I mean, she has to petition for it. But if she doesn't, I mean, in order to go for the test of metal, she has to pass the first test. I don't. I don't think we should get bugged. We should. You know, get trapped in the details here, Silas. I think the, the major point is this. I do not believe that personal strength is a requisite to be a good leader. If you are a strong leader, more than one good warrior is willing to lend their arm to you. And you will know how to fix all problems, either by guile or by force. Because that's what leaders do. They lead. So if being a strong warrior, someone with physical prowess and might, is something that the Bruyas see as a prerequisite of being a prince, I would please beg you to let them see the, the folly in that. Because well, I know you acknowledge that might does not make right. No. I, with the, the technology that we're more used to, uh, that is that, um, that's, that's pretty, I know you're still on the Blackberry, but I am the smartphones that should be coming out. There's some swanky tech coming out there. There's a lot of elders that are not going to even understand what a smartphone is. Mm-hmm let alone want to use one. But Sir William has other Nosferatus, younger Nosferatus, like so. Mm. They do know their stuff, Mr. Whispers. Yeah. They're good at what they do. And if they have the loyalty of other good kindred of Oxfordshire, I believe he would be a strong and just prince. Being that he is the remaining founding knight in the city. That itself will lend some weight, I think. Might be oh, yes, I remember, I remember you mentioning Sir 
James Douglas was not no, throwing is, his name. Yeah, he is taking some time. What yes. So yes, it is the remaining founding night that is that has a, a stake in being a prince. He saw this city come from nothing into what we made it, what they have made it, and what we have inherited. Let's take care of that inheritance. Cool. So I'm going to... Yes, that's that's the end. Velvet, did you say you're going to the flat first? Yeah, I mean, well, I'll text Adam because I want to know where he is, but I have to go to the flat anyway. So Uh, if Katie's at the flat, I'll go there first. Uh, if it, he will tell you that um, he is at the flat. Okay. I'll, I'll say um, on my way. He will say along with other people in his text. I'm really annoyed at the moment, so I don't reply to that. <laughs> okay. I don't want shit off of you now. When you, <laughs> so when you get to the flat... Um, you will hear, um, you will hear some conversation, like there is a conversation going on. Yeah. You will recognize Barnaby's voice and you will hear a woman's voice you do not recognize. Okay. Um, and, uh, what are you doing? Oh, Coming well, from the front I'm room. Gonna... You suspect, oh, Adam will have texted you to say he's in the bedroom, just so you know. <laughs> um, I don't know what the layout of the flat is, but I, I think I've kind of assumed I have to get to the bedroom via the living room, like all the other rooms. Yeah, I can't yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so I'll go into the uh, go into the living room. Uh, okay. And, and yeah, what do I want to see? So, um, so Barnaby is in the living room. Um, he's standing by the window. There is uh, the woman that has been frozen in your fridge for quite a long time now. Um, is now sitting on your couch. One of the things that is evident is that she doesn't look very healthy. Um, I mean, obviously, people who have been put in freezers for a long time and periods yeah. of time often don't look healthy. And she does not look like she's fully recovered from that experience. Yep. Um, she also, of course, looks very pale, and she is obviously um, a kindred. Yeah. Um, she's not making any attempts to appear like she's anything but a half-frozen corpse. Um, and to Velvet, from Velvet's point of view, she is wearing pretty kind of unfashionable cheap clothes they don't even look like they're properly fitted um okay so in which case when i when i when i get in i'll um i'll say um evening barnaby he says hi turn to the woman and say and hello she says hello i'm nikki Right, I'm Velvet. You will have met she Adam. Holds out her hand. Sh- shake her hand. Okay, her hand is cold even for a, a kindred. But she will shake her. it. Okay. She uh, uh, she says, "Oh, are you a friend of Barnes?" Uh, let's say yes. Um, you see, Barnaby oh. like wince. Yeah, <laughs> I'll say. Um, just turns, he just turns to the window, puts his back to to the both of you. I'll say. Um, Barnaby has been staying here for a couple of days. And, Lovely um, flat you've got. Thanks. I mean, it's not its not exactly how I'd like it, 
but uh point of fact it's uh it does for my knees um so you'll you'll have to excuse me for asking but um what what brings you to oxfordshire i wanted to see how my little boy was doing i'll be so sharp i'll say and uh that is that is hopefully something that you have you found out in the last day or so well i'm starting to i'm a little bit disoriented to be honest with you um i tell you i'm so hungry i could murder someone right now it's just a joke to... i'm not really going to murder someone sorry i say to barnaby you have not given her something to eat he says i've caught i have given her something to eat he says yeah a little bit when how long ago because she's in this flat and i don't want her losing her shit here right oh no i won't do that i wouldn't lose my um well it's not exactly your choice right put the mouth on you this is my flat you two are guests here under my he says he says mum this is her domain for god's sake get it together i'll say sorry 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 i'll say um you're still hungry. Yeah. Murderous. Well, I don't think that you are able to go out and eat, correct, Morby? As well, she could, but I mean, look at her. Well, I mean, if she's discovered. I, I, could, I mean, I bring something back, but I guess that's going to make things more. I'll see what I can find. I'll, I'll, I'll get some bags. All right. She says, no, Barn, I don't like bags. Know that. I'll, um, I'll say, I'll, I'll see if I can get hold of him and I'll, or, 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 like, take him to the side to have a conversation sure. with him. I'll say, um, look, independently of whatever she needs for right now, we need a long-term solution to this. You don't live here and she doesn't live here, right? I'm assuming you have a place. Can I she go there with you? I thought this was the whole deal that you were going to help me with them for a bit. Oh, this is that person? Yeah. Right. See what I mean? Right. So you're doing what? You're going to stay here? He shrugs. All right. I have to I have to sort something out about this because that is not that is not exactly what I here is not exactly what I had in mind. Um, Look, so I, I, I don't care where you put her. Honestly, I'm gonna I'm gonna go get her some some bags to shut her up. Um, is that all right? Sure, right. I'm. Uh, I have some other things I have to do. Oh, um, so I told you. I think everything is fine with uh, everything is fine with Sir Francis now so you're all right going out just you know how did you pull that off well i didn't pull it off exactly but uh transpires that uh sir william has spoken to her and made it clear that uh that is not okay so uh you know of the hierarchy well hopefully that'll do it just you know don't 
go near her if you see her, right? No Just in case, you know? No. Or ever going near her. Hey, listen, uh, just while I think of it, you know, uh, brick and soap are all okay. Got out of there. That's so, good. Uh, so, yeah. All right, you go do that. Okay, gotta... Do you mean like really okay or kind of okay? Uh, I mean, they're pretty good. I mean, I'm sure it's not the best experience of their lives, right? But they're intact. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, oh, well that's good to know. Thank you. I'm going to. Yeah. I'm going to speak to Adam. So, when so he, he will he will head out. And then I'll go into the bedroom. And I'll shut the door. Um, so Velvet has been around the block long enough to know, as you're making your way through the front room, that you have Nikki's attention. By oh, that, sorry. I mean she's checking you out as you pass through towards the room to Adam. I'll, uh... Okay, I'll ignore that. In all the other things, the hierarchy sure. of things going on for now. I'll yeah, ignore I mean... that. Yep. Oh, I mean, I'll you're register not it. To people finding you attractive. It's pretty no, exactly. standard, but exactly. just so but, you're aware. Yeah, okay. That does inform this conversation right. somewhat. So I, um, okay. so yeah, so I'll go in. So, okay. So Adam is lounging, some might say for Adam quite provocatively on the bed. <laughs> okay. I'll shut the door. This is not what I was expecting from the text. Okay. So, uh, so I'll yeah I'll shut the door, um, and I'll go and join him on the bed. He says, um, "Have they gone?" I heard the door. Barnaby's gone, and she is not gone. But I have got ah. to work on that. There is a, there is, there is a tie up She's of so this. She's loud. Yeah, she is loud, isn't she? And um, I don't think she can stay here. Really, after tonight, I'm going to have to no. sort something out fairly quickly. Um, I, I don't think she can stay here either. No. I mean, we could go out for now. Someplace. So, I had this thought. You know, after everything that's happened. We can go out. We can go anywhere we want. We can, we can, we should be making the most of this time. I know. We should do so it. Let's, let's, let's do it. I would have suggested he looks into the, like, like towards um, the wall, towards the front room. He says, but maybe going out's better. Well, if I can sort it out so that she's gone by the time we come back, it'll be a better end to the evening. I am, um, it's, I have anyway something that I need to talk to you about. And uh, it's better to do that when there's not other people around to listen. Sure. Well, it's um. So it's you know, I'm here for you, Velvet. Whatever you need. I know. Um. Sorry, I um. It's it's been on my mind a lot. Um. Did right, you want to talk about it here? Or? No, no, they can hear everything. I always remember that about Joanne. She can always hear everything. 
let's uh let's go someplace else somewhere quiet why don't we go to he grimaces uh, when you say that um so you make your way out adam is very polite and very nice and obviously but it's clear he does not like nikki do okay. you he's not making it clear to her she doesn't seem to have any idea he doesn't like her in fact okay. she's quite chatty with him as, and you as you leave um okay. he he will just be polite but obviously says the minimum number of words that it takes to get from your room to the front door and out um, okay well so as we're walking out i'll be holding his hand um oh because i can right yes so, yeah. because you can yeah this is like the radical change in our life so my thought is to um is to go back to one of our favorite restaurants not the one that not the one where where i got kidnapped from <laughs> yeah it's probably yeah. not the vibe you want <laughs> yeah. yeah um but but one of the ones that we kind of you know because we always used to go quiet places right so yeah so i'll take him there um and uh and then we can talk um sure so you will be in a very nice restaurant yeah. in a private at a, at a table that's kind of quiet and not being kind of overlooked by anyone else because you have the money for that kind of thing and um you know obviously they will be bringing you whatever food and drink you care to ask for yep i don't know how much pretense of that you're making um, I mean, but yes, to order adam, food, so yeah adam is quite different you suddenly realize for ha- that it's been a long time actually where he has been very scared of being outdoors and very very kind of paranoid and careful and it's not to say that he is not still a bit paranoid and careful and a bit kind of looking over his shoulder but there is a palpable difference he seems much more relaxed um and much more himself so if we're sitting at a table that has like a booth and i can be sitting next to him or like yeah rather than across from him okay so um so i'll then i'll take his hand Mm -hmm. and i'll i'll say We haven't we haven't really had a chance to talk about what happened at um at Serenolf's place. And I I've been uh I've been reflecting on it and, and thinking about it and um I, I think we do need to talk about it. Okay. Do you remember a while back, I came to talk to you about Theodore. He said that um, he had a he had something to do with uh, with Miyuki because he wanted her to make a decision, and he didn't want her to be influenced by. Uh... I remember. And then we, you know, we laughed about it because we said that's not, you know, that's not how things are, right? We realized, you know. It doesn't work that way between us. It must have been some sort of strange thing between the two of them. Well, it's different, isn't it? Right. That's what I thought, too. But when I was in there, in that place, there there was a point where um, he just made me so angry. And um, I... uh. I just, I threw myself at him and before I knew it, 
before I knew it, my my teeth were in his neck. And Adam, it, it tasted good. It tasted, it tasted really good. And I, I thought, you know, if I if I can feel that about this man who I hate as fiercely as I love you, then there has got to be something in it. There's got to be. I mean, we know that we know that blood tastes good. We know it does. But that's not the same, is it? You, you were taking that from a man that you hated. You, you were, you were getting your revenge for everything he'd done. Of course, that would be good. But that's not how it is with us. It, it it's something we do together. Something, you know. I was thinking, we've been so careful lately, but now. We could do that again, couldn't we? I mean, we could do it tonight. I, I want that. I, I Me do too. More, more than I can't even. I can't even think straight. At, but um, but that's just it, Velvet. We don't need to worry anymore. We don't need to think about it. We can just do it. You and me. Right now, if we want to, squeeze your hand. Sorry, you've frozen. So okay. I just heard you. Uh, I, all I heard was uh, um, he said, uh, "That's just it, Velvet. We don't need." And then everything after that, I didn't get. Okay, so he basically said um, that we don't need to to wait. We can kind of have this right now. We can have it tonight if we want to. And he will okay. squeeze your hand and look suggestive in your direction. I'll I'll say um. You're being manipulative all around. I'll say uh. Adam, I love you and I loved you a long time before I got to be this way we don't we don't need that it's artificial and it doesn't matter if we give it up because we know how we feel about each other right oh yes but I I don't see, I don't see why we can't have it all together. And you are both clearly entering into social combat at this point. Clearly, Correct. clearly. Uh, so he is basically trying to persuade you there'd be an awesome idea to chomp down on each other a little bit. Um, yeah. And you, I imagine, are trying to persuade him that this will be a terrible idea. Yes, for all the reasons I've discussed. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to suggest that because you are both mutually bloodbound, 
Yes. And because neither of you strictly initiated this in a kind of immediate, as in you were kind of talking about it together, that I'm not yes. going to make the blood, bound, the blood bond force either of you into an action at this point. Okay. might happen later, but right now it's just going to be a check. So I would like you to make, I believe, a charisma and persuasion roll because I think you have been trying to persuade him. If you wish to flex your presence, let me know. If you don't, that's fine. You can obviously rouse for the check, should you want yep. to. And um, you can spend willpower, should you want to. Okay, yeah, I don't think... I don't think that he's going to do any of these things. I'll make the check, but I don't think he's going to spend any of those, do any of those things. <laughs> Excellent. So I'm going to make the check for him while you are making that check. Oh, wow. Oh my god. That's pretty bad. I've got three. Well, much to my disgust. You, you have plenty you have you have plenty of dice to You could do a willpower you could re-roll three dice if you if you want to spend willpower on this. Yeah, so you, I, you I, I yeah, I, I I know kind of from a mechanics point of view I can do that, but how I'm seeing this is that he doesn't so he he is not doing a good job of rejecting this. Right, because it is a thing. Yeah, it's not that invested. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't make yeah, sense. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you you seem to be winning the argument, and um, Adam. Oh, why? Must have rolled terribly. I know. I know. I'm also <laughs> Adam. Okay. He rolled terribly. <laughs> yes, he did. Um, but he doesn't step out of the argument entirely. Okay. And he says. If you can look me in the eye and tell me you don't want it, then I won't ask you to do it. <laughs> well, I can't. He, I can't do that. There is no. Well, no you can chance. lie. I can lie, but I. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, so okay, he'll he will say um. He'll say. I, I can't, I can't do that, and you know I can't. I can't, I can't look you in the eye and tell you that. And why yeah. don't we, why don't we just do it? I've been thinking about it, Velvet, all this time. About you. You know, just just because the the both of us want this, that doesn't make it. It doesn't make it a, a good idea. It's it's it, it it's it's. Uh, <sighs> Okay, so at this point he just, just, just crumbles, right? <laughs> so he'll just concede this point at this point, um, and he'll say, uh, he'll say, maybe you're right, and it doesn't hurt. It's, uh, it's, it's, 
It's been such a long time. And I've missed you so much. So he will look like he is going to take advantage of your crumbling will. Yes. Um, and will lean into he'll he'll begin by kissing you, but you'll be aware of him working his way kind of down towards your neck. Um is Velvet going to try and hold on? I think he is, because he does care about this. I just think he's, you know, it's weak willed when it comes to Adam, right? <laughs> so, okay, so I think what I would like you to do um, is I would like you to make an intelligence and resolve roll for me. Okay. Because now you are having to fight the blood bond. So Adam okay. wants this. He really wants it. He's made it very clear he wants this. I don't like not giving him the things he wants. This is the thing. You kind of want to make him happy, right? Yeah, exactly. He's a nice guy. And He's the best of all terrible. guys. Yeah, exactly. And There's no man him better than him. None. There is a lot of your a lot of your blood is saying, "Come on, let's do this." Yeah. Okay, so I have three successes. It's what you needed because your your blood bond is only strength three at the moment because you've not been feeding on each other. Yes. So. You can res you can stop him before he sinks his fangs into your neck, should you wish to. You are aware of this weird compulsion to like, you know, yeah. you are the thoughts of you know the arguments that you've had, the thoughts around Theodore and Miyuki, are present enough in Velvet's mind, and he has been quite resolved that he wants to change this thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. what does he do as Adam's lips part? to allow his fangs to start to press against the flesh of your neck. So I will, um, instead of letting that happen, yes. I, I will, so I'm not going to move away from him. I'm going to move him or move his, okay. uh, so I'll take the back of his head, yeah, and bring yep. his head back to my face so, yes. so I can kiss him again. Um, okay. Um, so you are aware, like this happens, but you're aware that it's not an entirely smooth thing, right? Because yeah, on some yeah, level, yeah, okay. he, really wants to, he really wants to feed on you, yeah. and you're stopping him doing that. But it's kind of not cool to say, hey, stop kissing me. No, exactly. And you have been winning the argument, so he kind of allows it to happen, but you're aware that he's a bit annoyed by it, but he will nevertheless kiss you, and he'll kind of calm after a bit. Um, and your evening will pass pleasantly, but you're aware that his need does not entirely go away. You are holding, you are keeping control for the moment. Okay. And I think that might be a nice place to take a little break. So, before we jump into the breaky, breaky bit of the break, uh, do we have any shout outs or things to say? I believe we do. Indeed. Bill? I mean, uh, friend, uh, one thing that you may have seen on social media are our friends over in Arklands, which we were able to playtest at Dragon Meet last year. They are they are very close to uh, releasing their, their full Arklands now. Uh, it will be released in two days' time, from what I understand, as, as PDF. I, I think that may be about the time the books are coming out themselves. I'm not sure, but uh, I'm, I, certainly I'm so really looking forward to getting that. And you might see, see a name or two you might recognize in there. Um, but as well as uh, for, no for another one, another uh, RPG that we've that we've seen at uh, and Dragon Meet called the Spy Game uh, is coming out as well, which I uh, which I believe Rachel from Up on the Thames has been working on Smart Four. 
if I yeah, remember correctly. Yeah, I believe but, so. But, yeah. uh, but as well as there is there is something in there uh, that uh, fan, fans of uh, fans of here uh, may recognize when you come to find it. So <clears> that's going to be amazing. Oh boy! Yeah. Oh boy! Just you wait. Cool. Do we have any relationship map things? Uh, so yes. Yeah, so, so clearly there is a massive relationship map update but i have not done it because i'm too distressed yeah exactly we don't know how to work in lockdown it's crazy this new new no it's not lockdown i'm distressed over joanne's update and <laughs> anyway. oh, you couldn't remove her oh yeah yes. i guess we have to yeah, put yeah. a, a yeah. tag on so anyway, it's not done, but I promised to do it before the end of the Chronicle. But maybe I'll do it on the last day of the Chronicle. But as I'm as I'm on the subject of Lane, I just want to say hello. Hi, well hello. Done. Congratulations. Yay. Yeah, I hope I think yes. we had good news, didn't we, uh, about uh, about Lane's surgery. So that was great. Um, but yeah, wishing you a real speedy recovery and I hope you're hope you're feeling better. Cool. Awesome. And uh, I think the the final shout out is for those of you who were aware, um, auditions are going well. So Blood of the Severn is running auditions for for permanent cast. And I think not the last post from yesterday, but last week's. Um, we have everything explained there of the of the three plus half local and and an extra remote slot for uh, for the half uh, for half of the of the chronicle. So submissions are accepted until the end of today, like like in midnight. Like you have like three and a half hours. So if you have not submitted, remember uh, blood on the tem uh, blood on the Thames, uh, at gmail.com and uh, send an email with the subject uh, blood on the seven auditions. Uh, we have had quite a few people uh, that are interested, uh, and and I think the response have been very very good and i i am i'm super stoked by that i mean it's, it's really nice to see a lot of people especially people that have played with us at some point in either the blood on the severn or the blood on the tamisis uh, memorial one shots uh so remember tonight deadline midnight i cut it so that's it be there <laughs> uh, the other thing to say is we are giving away more stickers. Oh. Um, so the algorithm has been recalibrated away from clans now. So if you wish to uh, win some stickers, then if, you if you're watching us live, if you put into chat the best of all V5 disciplines, uh, then it will sort through the answers given and selects from the ones who get it right a winner, which we will announce at the end of the episode. So at this point, we are going to move into a sort of time passes, which hilariously I was going to try and do in episode five, but we've now got here <laughs> halfway through episode eight. So yes, <laughs> and I'll read the storyteller pays off in the end. Um, <laughs> the way we're going to run this is I'm going to give a few kind of updates as things are going on. We might dip into some key role-playing scenes and players will also let me know things that, you know, they might be up to that we just kind of, so we're aware of what they're doing over that time passes. So one of the things to mention is fairly early in the month, um, Ota will leave Oxfordshire. Uh, mm -hmm. And indeed the country, as far as you're aware, uh, yeah. and be on cool. his way. 
Um, Theodore, in the early part of the month, will commence uh, with Silas's help initially just to stabilise him, a slow recovery and then breaking down of Braxton. Um, I also, I, I mentioned to uh, Chenmi that she can stay with the coterie for as long as she sees fit um, because I'm going to be doing a lot of political maneuvering and I want her to be, like, I want the support of Oxfordshire to be behind her. So she ends up, as I promised, being regent of the Tremere and owing me a lot for it. So, yes, because at the moment you kind of owe her as well. It's a little bit grave. She has been... Doing business for you too. Yeah, I tried so, to iron that out with her, but it's like I imagine that happens in the background. Like this is what I'm doing. This is the boon sure. I would be expecting out of. So apart from torturing like Braxton, politically speaking, I want to check in with Theodore and potentially the rest of the coterie in terms of your general political movement over the month. Now you've mentioned Theodore that you want to try and swing things against Helena. You also mm -hmm. mentioned that you want to try and get backing for Cheng Li to be the regent of Oxfordshire. Mm -hmm. These are two very different things. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, you can try and attempt to do both things, but that makes it harder to get traction on each, if you know what I mean. It's harder to swing mm -hmm. two things when you're trying to persuade everybody because people are very simple and they like simple things. So uh, are you going to try and do both things? Or are you going to try and do one thing? Where's your priority? And obviously, hmm. are you getting the coterie behind you and other coterie members? Are you involved in this or other political moves of your own? I think I'm going to be trying to do both things, but I think the coterie's um, support is going to come to everything related to Helena and the Prince situation. I think they're not... Like, they offer their help with that because it's Oxfordshire. What I'm doing for Cheng Li is more of on a personal level. Okay. Like, yes, I'm trying to bring stability to Oxfordshire, but I am personally going to benefit out of this. So I think it's more of a Theodore thing. Also worth mentioning that you met your desire, of course, in finding Meliore. <laughs> so any will pay you spent uh, the superficial one you get back. So the way I'm going to resolve so the, the political thing, just so as you know, is kind of like a project without the project dice. That There will be a kind of a, a, a single role that will relate to this playing out. Sorry, Velvet, over to you. Sorry, just on the matter of political things, I also want to spend time chatting to Brick about how shit elders are and what we should do about it. <laughs> Excellent. Then I want to talk to Adam about the same thing because, you know, he should be invested in that. Okay. Oh, yeah, I have to... At some point, I will have a conversation with Brick and uh, Soap discussing how I put put my neck in line for them in front of Sir Enolf. And uh, any help that they have will be appreciated. I will not try to secure a forceful life boon out of that or anything. Um, because that's potentially what could have happened. Um, Are you but trying I to ask for the support? So you're yes. asking for support on the politics side of things? <laughs> or are you asking if for their support? If they can help me, I think I'm going to ask for their support in in both things because i do, 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 do. yeah i think they can support me in both things but only if they agree to what i'm doing it's like basically if they're i'm not gonna force them okay if they agree that helena should not be prince then help me with that if they agree or they have no particular views on who the region of the Tremere should be then help me out with chen Li, you know 
Okay, they are more pro getting involved in the Cheng Li side of things. Brilliant. Then I, I use, then I exclusively use my Nosferatu to uh, a yep. their Nosferatu they to aid on that front. They will do that. All right. So um, am I right in thinking that Velvet and Silas, you are supporting Theodore in his move to try and swing the city further against Helena? Yep. I should so, add, yeah. you are not the only anti-Helena voices in the city. Um, but it's not to say that everybody is necessarily convinced yet. So it's to give a sense of where the city is. So what I would like, um, Theodore, is for you to make a politics plus status role. Politics plus status. Dude, that is... Um, that is you a will be able... Tough one. ...to get... Um, a success from Velvet's support in this because Velvet is actually quite savvy in Oxfordshire politics. <clears throat> you will also get an extra dice for Silas's support. And one extra see, dice course, was the winner of the games. Um, and you will get one other bonus dice for the for the kind of support and not the frontline support but for the kind of background advice and support that Isabel will give you. Okay, so that's two She's extra dice. very politically astute. Yeah, it's two extra dice for them. Um, do I get my... It's my normal status, not my... Because this has... Uh, no, your, your stat war status will count in this case. Um, obviously, you cannot rouse for this role, and you cannot spend willpower on it. Yes. So it's yes, a pure role. Um, and for those who are like going along at home going, what is that storyteller doing? Essentially, I'm working this a little bit like Theodore was trying to do a project to get a boon, but instead of trying to get a boon out of an individual, he's trying to get a kind of a, a boon or a, a political support from the whole of the city or as wide a range as he can get. That means the difficulty is high, but if he is successful, he will potentially um, create a shift that enough people will be persuaded that even those who might be on the fence will go, well, if everyone's saying it, so I might as well say it too. So I'm going to do a politics plus status role with the three extra die and an extra success. Do I get to add my inspiration emphasis? Well, I have it on leadership, but uh, what I'm doing is rallying people. I will to allow it to apply, yes, because I think the way you're going to do this is by going to people and being, I've seen the difficulty I've set for this, so you can have the extra dice. Um, but I should say this is on a kind of sliding scale difficulty. So if you get a few successes, there are some people that will automatically kind of, you know, be very amenable. There are other people who are on the fence. You might get with a few more, and you'll need a very high difficulty to change people who are utterly opposed to you. Okay. So just to make it clear, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to do a... Mechanically, it doesn't matter. Is a charisma plus politics because my charisma is the same as my status, so I don't have to manually put it there. And I'm adding the four dice. Yeah. So if you say yes. charisma or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I won't be like, how dare you? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So, well, cross your fingers, chat. So the impact of this role are going to come in later in the session. Uh, and it represents a thing of Theodore and Velvet and Silas going around the city, trying to swing people and persuade them. Seven. Seven successes. Critical win. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, Velvet gave me an additional full success. Eight successes, critical win. Bam, oh yeah. Excellent. Okay. Um, Hard to be of help. Didn't have to do much. Hooray. <laughs> um, 
Theodore, I would also like you to make a second similar but less loaded role, um, which is also going to be a politics and status role. Mm -hmm. um, but this one doesn't have any of the other bonuses. Your inspiration won't count, uh, nor will Isabel be hardcore hey. supporting you on this one. Um, and I believe the Coterie aren't. However, um, you will get a bonus two dice, one from Brick and one from Soap. They are not helping you in a useful political way. What they are doing is they are snooping around and giving dirt on various people and kind of good times to talk to them and that kind of thing. They're just helping, giving you a bit of, a bit of an edge in terms of information. Okay. All right. And this so is about Cheng Li trying to persuade people that it will be an awesome idea that she be the regent in the New World Order. Do I get her help as well? Uh, no. As in, she is helping you, but the point is, is that you're oh, trying to This is to my project people. to persuade people to hear her. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, let's go. Um... So whilst he's doing that... Um, let me just check in with the other two of you. Uh, now, Velvet, you obviously are trying to persuade Adam that he really shouldn't drink your blood. Yes. Um, and you also mentioned something else. Just Oh, yes, you were talking to Brick. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, I need to talk to Brick, but I, I, there's Thank another thing. Yeah. Uh, so I also need to find Barnaby and his mom someplace to live during this period of time. Well, um, that's a relatively trivial thing to do if you're not fine. rushing it. Yeah, um, also I need to go and see Freddy. And, uh, yeah, and then otherwise uh, talk to Adam about this. And, well, and also potentially, pending the outcome of the conversation with Brick, talk to him about how terrible elders are and what we should awesome. do about it. What I want you to do, I'm going to do this in the reverse order. I'm going to ask you to make a roll with Brick, and then we're going to play a quick scene with him. Okay. Okay. Yep. Um, so what I would like you to do is make a... Um, I think a charisma and politics role. Okay. This is my specialism. Because this is going to enable you to come up with appropriate examples of why elders are shit and the terrible things they've done in the past. Okay. Do I can I apply my specialism? Yes. You absolutely can. Okay. Uh, that is one, no, one, six, no, six successes. I don't know if I'm reading this. Six, right. six, six. six. <laughs> okay, that's pretty good. When you were like one success, I was like, wow, that's really unlucky for Velvet. That's really terrible. Um, one success okay. on the hunger dice, and, and then, yeah, okay. and then, yeah, all right, cool. The, the, the whole so, um. Essentially, then, whilst Theodore is going around trying to persuade everybody that. Changli should be in charge, and also all of you are trying to persuade everybody that you know uh, Helena's not very, you know, very good, and she should be challenged and made to really prove herself in a really awful manner uh, if this is going to be a thing. Velvet, you go to see Brick a number of times through the month, and just kind of hang out and you know talk about those damn elders and how awful they are and how unfair it all is. And Brick is quite agreeable, and as time goes on, as you see him more. He kind of relaxes a bit more around you because obviously velvet is very smooth and very easy to hang out with and to talk to um and so one evening 
you'll probably be somewhere that maybe is not to Velvet's taste, in that you're probably he's probably like sitting on a wall somewhere. What? Um, just kind of hanging out. People on do street. that. Well, he does. I mean, you can obviously try and steer him somewhere else. Well, I mean, if I've been hanging out with like... him for a while, then I probably realise this, right? But then I probably I'm not dressed it... like this. Yes. The thing you will also realise, of course, is that brick cannot go into human areas. Okay. Yes. Because, because he, he has yeah. a dent in the side of his head yeah. and looks like he should be dead, and yes. therefore. Um, you know, this means that he often just hangs out in random places or, you know, empty or buildings after people have left them for the night, things like that. Okay, yep. So you're sitting there. Oh, he's sitting on the wall. Uh, you can be as you wish. And um, I imagine you have told some, you've regaled him with some story about the injustices of Oxford, right? Yeah, something terrible that Wallace did, like murdering me. Yeah. <laughs> like, and yeah. he'll he'll say... Um, I'm glad that fucker's off the street. Yeah, I'm more glad every day that passes. But you're right, you know, he, he's not the only one. No. I don't Me. honestly think I've met one of them. That Do you know... I would... What? You've not met one of them that what? Well, I've not met one of them that, that I give the time of day or night to. They all seem to you be know. the same to me. A lot of them go that way. Uh, some are better than others, but... Did you know that the knights of this city don't go out to hunt themselves? Yeah, I heard something like that. But they got that a bunch would... of us running around for them. Right. Bringing them their meals to their doorsteps while I sit there talking about the past. Right. I mean, there is no, no way in hell that I want to spend the rest of my life as a glorified takeaway boy. Your, uh, your boy Theodore, I mean, he talks a good talk about, you know, he's like Sir William. Yeah, good. Good night, and how these noble elders need to stand up against Elena and stop the city sliding down. But if you ask me, it's not the elder knights we want to be putting in charge, is it? Oh, I don't really think so. But you know what? Lay off Theodore. You know, he's a good guy, he'll do the right thing. I've got a lot of time for Theodore, he's a, he's a good man. You don't forget when people come for you in a crunch, you know. No. No, I know that. I'm just saying that maybe someone like Theodore has done more for this city the short time he's been here by our standards than a lot of those elder knights have lately. I mean, wasn't he the one that led that charge to get revenge? Yeah. Isn't he the one taking a stand against Helena? Yeah. Not that I have a big problem with Helena, to be honest with you. But I'm just saying... You shouldn't judge people just by their age. You know what? If you, if we have found a way to put Theodore in charge here, he would do the right thing. And he would stand by his word for sure. I agree with you. The thing is, if we tried to put Theodore in charge, they'd kill him. But they wouldn't kill him because he's a bad leader. They'd kill him because he's young. Yes. I'm sorry. Well, what, well, what's Thank the... you, Ghost of Theodore. 
what's the uh what's the sway then you know i i mean it's not i can't say that i haven't given thought about what would happen if somebody younger was in charge but i can't think of a way to make that happen i mean it, they well, have you all gotta the power, go right? you gotta go in baby steps velvet that's the thing you can't you can't just topple them all in one go but, but the, the opportunity is now right well the opportunity is now i would say and i would say that there's a change coming big change I don't mean here, I mean bigger. But the thing about change is sometimes you have to wait for it. Can't happen too fast, it won't happen at all. I would say that Helene is more open minded than a lot of people give her credit for. No, I'm I'm helping Theodore in this because I said to him that I would. What I really want is somebody in charge who's going to leave me the hell alone. If she's she's going to do that, then so be it. Well, I think she might. She might not. I mean, she's not perfect, but she's also in a bit of a difficult position right now. Oh? So she's more likely to grant your request now than she will be later down the line. But this place is not even like other places from what I understand. Nope. What if we just left and leave them uh, to the knights and goddamn horses? I suppose we could do that, but uh, it's also a safe place. There are a lot of places not so safe these nights. Here's the thing, Velvet. You're a good man, and you've seen firsthand that even though they think they're indestructible, get a few of us together. And it changes. Maybe that could happen again. Who is it you got in mind? He shrugs. Says, well, that's a good question. I'm keeping my eyes on how things fall out. There's going to be a lot of a lot of things happening these next few nights. I think it's just wise to have your eyes open and be ready to run at the right time. You know, if you're up for it again. I reckon so. And if you ever find yourself in a position where shrugs, maybe Wallace gets out, or maybe there's another one of these fuckers that needs going down. Well, I know a few people that might be interested. Well, that sounds like an additional level of safety, if you ask me. Well, that's what I'm all about, Velvet. Additional levels of safety. Well, that about sways it then, right? Right. Well, you have my number. Right? Call me when you need. Same goes, friend. And he will offer you his hand again. I'll shake his hand. Even though he, I presume um, be repulsed by it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's it's not so much his hand that's the issue. It's just to shake it. You have to get close to his face. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and it and. And it's just disturbing. There is, even though you, like, you're a walking corpse, right? You know that you're a walking impossibility. But you look like a person. Yeah. <laughs> you know, your head also, is not like hanging hot. off or anything. I... And you're also hot, which helps. Yeah. Um, so there is right. just some part of your brain, even now, recoils from it, from him. Um, but he says, 
One last thing. What? There might be beef between Reading and Oxfordshire soon. Wouldn't surprise me. He says, but whatever plays out, Brown is okay. If you tell her you're a friend of mine, she'll be okay to you. All right. That's good to know. And I'd appreciate it if, you know, if you see someone going for her, you give her a chance to survive. All right. I'll do that. And with that, he will part company yep. with yep. you. Um, so you will, Velvet will know, by the way, Brona, the Brona he's referring to is Brona Hughes. Brona and game. she was one of the contestants in the games and fought yep. for Reading. Is the one with the tattoos, right? She's the one with the tattoos, yeah, of the middle fingers yep. on her hands. Well, Velvet won't know this because he didn't pay attention to the games, but he'll know who no. she is. Yes, yes, <laughs> you will know. You will know who she is. That's <laughs> the main. All right. So something else that is going to happen fairly early on in the month, uh, Silas, is that Finn is going to come collect you for some business. Oh yep. Um. And I think the thing that you will uh, probably, Silas will remember, of course, is that you and he were told to kind of make a few moves yourselves <laughs> about things um, in a slightly different way than Theodore's been making. Obviously, you've been swinging the city against Helena, but there was a slightly more specific, let's get a bit of support for our good old brewer people. Mm -hmm. In there as well. So Finn will pick you up. He'll be in the car. He'll be like, uh, "All right, Silas." I'm guessing at this point, I, ha I uh, Theodore might have got me some information about um, uh, uh, some intel about situation and things. What situation? So, uh, what well, what Theodore and Silas previously discussed about um, Silas getting some copies of of uh, of intel from two. Yeah. Well, oh yes. Okay. Yeah. If I get any information from. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So essentially, just to give you a quick idea of how that's panning out over, the, it won't be yet that you'll have broken Braxton. You will break him because it's a matter okay. of time. Yeah, it'll it'll it'll. No happen. one comes to rescue him dramatically. You have all of the things at time at your disposal. You have infernal, freakish shadow powers. They're not infernal. You have a lot of experience. They're just from the abyss. So I did. I said infernal, and immediately felt the internet seethe. Like, how could he possibly call it Infernal Power? They're not Infernal Sorry, Internet. They are, they're nice. They're not, it's not Infernal Power. They're uh, much, much. Abyssal. They're Abyssal. So they're Abyssal. And I'm sorry. And, you know, I'll revoke my... <laughs> the more you know. Um, but, uh, yes, you have all of these advantages in your in your pocket. But not a lot There's of time no because I'm doing a lot of politicking. For which I, I must say, you have not asked me, but I will say nonetheless... On my role to help Cheng Li, I got six successes, critical win. Yeah, fucking. No, I did. I did clock it, and I said the words. Oh, yes. I didn't hear critical win though. So six successes, okay. Six, no six successes, noted. critical win. So it's a All six. Right, so you won't have much information yet on from Braxton from the from that. You will have seen the photos. I imagine Theodore is not hiding them. Uh, shout no, you are of things like the inside of the van. So you will have seen the equipment with the kind of the. It's like mounted on a little turret. <laughs> Uh, yep. a sort of very high-powered stake gun, effectively, uh, and also a net gun with a winch into yep. the back of the van. Um, they will have a number of what look like... Um, oh, sorry, Peter, I will be very... 
Oh, sorry, I, I would um, be very interested in, in showing Silas all the pictures of the van. All the pictures that we took of the van, the inside of the van, the underbelly of the van, when the guys were trying to, or when the yeah. hood was open because we broke into the van. So he might, from the pictures, deduct whether or not the engine has been modified or if the, the electrical system or whatever. That's why I thought of pictures of the van to show them to Silas. Sure. So it'll be Suspension, evident, Silas, that, all of that. that the van is... The van is very um, well kept. It looks like it's been very highly tuned. Um, it looks like there has been some modification to the engine. I mean, the shots of the engine are fairly hastily taken, but you know, rather than kind of like an every angle possible, but they're not bad. Um, it looks like it's got, you know, that this van has got very good suspension. You think there is a, a number of signs of the van has been reinforced. Um, on the inside as well. You know, this is a serious, serious bit of business that has gone on here. These are people that mean business. There is also evidence that the van has been customized to house these weapons. You know, that, that there are people with skill and training have done this work. That is evident to Silas. But let us jump back to you and Finn in the car. You're driving through town. Um, Finn is driving at the moment. Actually, no, probably you're driving, right? Yeah. Yeah, Finn's going to get you to drive, so you yeah. can relax. I'll, I, I, I will have a case full of full of photos. I'll have printouts because yeah, um, he'll be looking through them whilst you're driving. As I explain, kind of the situation with that. This this is terrible. You don't say. Um, and we're getting even more and uh, trying to get some more information as we go. But that's what that's what we've uncovered so far. So, the playing field's changed. He nods. He looks very serious. Just looks like they've come over from Vienna. Mm. Heard about that. Which strange thing of it happening here, you know. Understand a lot of things happen overseas a lot, but I don't know this. Happening here. I don't like it. He'll give you directions to a pub called Slugs that you will recognize. It is the place, the hangout, where Sally is sometimes with her students. Uh oh. Is she, is she causing says, some issues, is she? Or is there everything okay? Well, let's just say that Sally has not yet stated her position. Politically. Right. So I thought I might try and persuade her a little bit. But you know, Sally, she's a tough nut to crack, so he cracks his knuckles. Is you ready? Nope, but let's get this the fuck over with. He says, Oh, there'll probably be a lot of people in here. I don't suppose you could clear them out, could you? Uh, um, do you want me to talk him out or. I don't really talk care. Him out. All right. Do whatever you have to do, Silas. I just want them out of the room so they don't get in the way. Okay. Right. So you go into Slugs. So Slugs is this kind of fairly dingy student pub um, that looks like it hasn't seen much love in a long time, but does sell very, very cheap booze uh, and has quite a few people, not as many people as the last time you were in. Um, and you will note there are not many people at Sally's table this time around. Um even though Silas is not the most perceptive person on the planet, 
even he will become aware that Sally shoots you a glare when she notices that you come in and you feel like it's directed at you personally and not at Finn. Finn will be will have his hands in his pockets and will be strolling over towards Sally's table. Um, what are you doing? Um. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm trying to figure out how, how to best, uh, you know, do as uh, as Finn suggested. Uh, this would definitely be in point point presence. Um. To be honest. Um. I'm gonna. I think. I think. I think Sass will flip up, um, Daunt, and basically try to, you know, as if coming in, as we're gonna just try to usher people out to a private meeting, usher out and just use that charisma presence combined okay. to just out. So you have this moment as you're first coming in, like no one's really paying that much attention. You know, they're getting on with their business. And then you call upon the power of the blood and you get the first person and they turn around like what and then they see you and you say private business and they just sort of wither because you're a big guy and you don't have a shadow like theodore's exactly but you do have quite a good shadow that can fall over people in a looming kind of muscle-bound manner and that's does the trick for most people yeah a lot of the people in here are not big guys you know you you're used to hanging out with like actors and stuntmen and people who are in kind of the physical end of that industry. These are people who are in the academic end of the student industry and often the ones who are a bit on the ratty side. Um, and yeah, they do not, put, one or two of them try, but it, it's a trivial matter for you to terrify the shit out of them. And fairly, once you've thrown a few people out, people just start to go. The only person that looks like he's going to put up any kind of argument is the barman. Because, you know, like he's working here. Um, so when you come to the bar, what's your approach there? Uh, I'm, I, it's a sort of thing where I'm guessing that for in, uh, in case expenditure, Velvet's been feeding us money. So... Uh, what, 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 hang on, what? Uh, um, I don't think, uh, I don't think okay. it's just giving you a ton of cash to walk around with. Okay, fair <laughs> and, um, Yeah, of course. Uh, Velvet yeah. doesn't really carry much cash anyway. But no, if, if not, if not, he I'm has queen. some cash. It's all pocket cash from, for me. It's yeah. okay. If not, he has some pocket cash from Theodore, given <laughs> that he's like a secret La Sombra now with his, you know, shadow powers. You, I mean, you know, it does just look like a barman. Um, you are still a terrifying supernatural being. So it's up to you whether you want to pursue the same. I'm just asking if you're changing tags. It's just that he's not going to just go like, bye. I will um, actually roll the dice for him. So a uh, sort of thing where... Um, uh, I'll basically put whatever money that's in, that's, that's, that's in wallet on the bar. Okay. Are you still using Daunt? Daunt is still up. And do you say anything? Or do you just put the money uh, on the bar? Put my raise uh, my eyebrow, sort of turn to what is so the door is invisible. Okay. He takes the money. And he leaves. <laughs> Poor guy. I closed the door. The bar. So within about five minutes, this is now an empty bar. Doing anything else I should be aware of, Silas? Just cl uh, just close the door, then moving over to Finn and Sally. So you close the door, and you walk over to where Finn and Sally are. And you can hear Finn's obviously trying to talk to Sally, but you're not sure if Sally's paying him a lot of attention. Um... 
He's saying, you've been very quiet, Sally, lately. I've not already seen you around. And this seems to me a time where we all need to raise our voices, you know. What with the situation? That's pretty important to me that we all raise our voices in the same direction. You need a city that's not divided. Sally looks at you as you're approaching Silas. And she glares at you and she says, Why did he talk to you? And not me. What did he tell you? She glares at you. You say anything? He told me that it was going to be dangerous here. And that he was leaving. Then he went. She says... Don't just drop to the person's table, by the okay. way. She said, that can't be all it is. That can't be. And Finn says, no, no, no. You're getting distracted, Sally. We're not here to talk about Sagansuk. We're here to talk about you. She turns and locks eyes with him and says, fuck off. And as she's saying that, you see this kind of intensity come over her face. But as also, as she's doing it, Finn's hand shoots up supernaturally fast and clamps over her eyes. And Silas is going to step behind Sally. Please don't. Finn says, I'll put up with your tricks for quite a few years, Sally, but we're not in a beam now. So you better start treating me with a bit more respect. You see his hand starting to squeeze on her skull. She grabs his hand and tries to peel it off. But it does not peel off. There's no. Silas and I would be worried that you're just going to stay here in your pub. Aren't we, Silas? I consider I had a lot of respect for Second Suk. I still have a lot of respect for Second Suk. I hope I can have the same amount of respect for you. Aye, that's right. You're his child. We want to respect you the same way we respect her. No. Now, so Gansuk's gone. You'll need another knight to put your support behind, right? I can't think of many better knights than Zamata. Can you, Silas? I mean, for a certainly with her, with her strength, she's 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 oh, quite incredible. Aye, she's strong, which is just what this city needs, isn't it, Sally? And uh, he will proceed to bully Sally, for want of a better word. Uh, are you assisting him in this? I'll. task is basically going to play good cop, defend bad cop. Okay. So Sally um, tries to kind of argue for a bit, but she doesn't seem to have the same amount of fight in her she normally does. You've also not really seen Finn quite in this light before. He doesn't seem quite as fluffy as you've normally seen him. And he says to Sally, um, whatever happens at the end of the month is going to affect this city for generations to come. 
if you are not there for us, when the time comes, we'll remember. So I expect you to be there. Is that clear? She nods. That's good. I look forward to seeing you in court then. And then he turns and walks off. Oh, turns to If I hear anything about Sengensuk, you'll be the first person I let know. Thank you for your time. Uh, she does not meet your gaze. She just looks at the table. You will see the print of Finn's hand in her on her head. Um, and kind of quite significant kind of bruising there. So it's worth saying that this is not the last time over the month that Finn will take you on a little road trip to check in with various people of the city to see if they're, you know, backing the brewer or not. It's worth mentioning none of these visits are to any knights or any elders. They tend to be to kind of neonates and Scylla. Um, but just you're, so you're, you're average bullying. Average bullying level shake up. It is like that. How Silas feels about this is obviously up to you. Whether he starts trying to dodge out of this or whether he supports Finn in doing it, it is up to you. Finn very much has the view that he's been given an order to do this by his elder, and he's going to damn well do it. Uh, uh, Silas will, will, will try to... will will try to kind of eat, be... will be... You know, as, as, as with that, as with Silas will try and be good, good top good cop trying to, you know, stop and stopping Finn from going too far. Sort of thing. Okay. To, to curb Finn's thing. Just, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. Um, all right. Well, I would like you to make for me uh -huh. um, a resolve and persuasion check. Oh, boy. Just to see how that goes with Finn. <clears throat> So, um, all kinds of things to check in with as we go. Uh, so, at some point in the month, Theodore, you will break Braxton. You will learn his name is Braxton Collier. Okay. Um, he has quite an impressive Roman nose, you will note. It's very good for, you know, anything horrible you want to do to it. Yes, in the, in the easier to handle and things like that, yeah. Um, whilst he is... You know, quite resistant. It's not like he is superhumanly so. Um, and so he feel like he's been trained for this kind of. You think he's had a little bit of training, yes, but not enough. Not enough to deal with your abyssal. I said it there. See, not internal shadow, <laughs> uh, or indeed your skills over time. And you will eventually break poor Braxton, um, and Braxton. Well, what kind of things are you trying to find out from Braxton? Why was he there in the facility? Who is he working for? What was the, being conducted? What did they do to Meliori? Have Are they others? Who were the people with him? What does he know about his employer? What? Where does yeah. his family or any living relatives live? That is probably the first question. It's like, you know sure. what? Let's let's start with the basics. I'm gonna look for your family, and if you if you make me look for them, I'm gonna be hungry by the time I look for them. And you, I think you kind of know what happens when I get hungry. And then from there on, so, everything I can. His shoe size, so I know how to better clamp his toes to the floor. With everything. So things you will gather from him. One is that he is ex-military. Um, 
Although I, mean, I say ex-military, he still he still uh, considers himself to be serving, but he's not part of a kind of public-facing <laughs> unit anymore, or kind of easily trackable unit. Um, you will be. He does give you names of the other people in his kind of group. You will find out about them, and you will be able to ascertain they are the people that Meliorin murdered. Um, okay. You will learn that he does have some family, but not many, and they are not in this country. At least that is what he tells you after repeated checks and questions. He seems to stick to that story. You're relatively convinced that's true, but he does have family. He does have some siblings uh, who have children, but they are not in the UK. Um, yeah. It will be clear that he considers himself to be working for the government, but for a kind of... Um, like a, a paramilitary of, or something, yes. shadow organization. Yes, like that, yeah. in, quite indeed. Um, he will be aware that there are other groups, there, there are other groups like him in operation, um, but he What's does What's the name not, of his group? Um, so his group are called um, Shadow Three. Shadow Three. Yeah. Got it. You're just like, how dare they call themselves Shadow Anything? Um, That's, that was my first thought. I am I'm a little cross about that. Uh, but he he will he will come, you will realize that there are other groups like his that exist, but they operate in kind of as far as he's aware, they operate kind of through other people. So he doesn't communicate with them directly. However, you will be able to um, peel um, a name out of him. Um, which is the name of another one of these groups, which is just a guy he knew from his old career that he happened to recognize. Mm -hmm. Although they're in another cell, he knows who this guy is from his old life. And you're ultimately able to peel that name out of him. But generally speaking, he doesn't know who the others are. Um, and they are directed by others. They have a, they have, um, you will get from him like information where certain drop boxes or drop locations are for, for their orders and things like that. Okay. Um, so you'll get a, um, a reasonable amount out. Yeah, of him. reasonable amount of. He will tell you that. <clears throat> he will talk to you about blank bodies. Okay. And you'll realize that's what he thinks you are. A blank body. Okay. He will talk about the fact that they're aware of these people like you, that there are far more than they first thought. You're like some kind of pestilence, effectively, um, that exists in the world. Um, they will know that you're very hard to kill. They will know that... Um, they will know that you can be kind of run through and staked. Um, they will know that you can be burned. And they will know that you only tend to operate at night. They will also know that it is dangerous to speak to you without protections and mm. that to do so is dangerous. And they will also know that you are physically stronger and faster. The other thing that he will tell you that they know is that you don't all seem to be quite alike. Some of you seem stronger than others and they don't yet fully understand why that is and how that works, but they know that they can't judge one of you by all of you. So they're they're studying us sort of scientifically. Yes. Indeed. Yes. This is sort of and a they've big been collecting data on you. Yeah. Okay. And the Meliori um, is not the first of your kind that they have captured in the past. The other groups have caught blank bodies before and experimented on them. 
I proceed to just study, like, sorry, so just pass along that information. Who are you passing it to? First, Meliore and Isabel, let them tell me what is it that we're going to do with it. Uh, they tell no. you that, that you're going to use it as leverage. So that you can you can choose who you tell, so they will be grateful for who, for knowing. Okay. And then, and then, and then disseminate the information after that. So there is a point at which someone's like, "Ah, oh, you're my friend," and then, yeah, Meliori seems hell bent on making as many friends as possible, such to try and pull something amazing and political off in the near future. I I let her know that I secured a the, the major boom from Enelf. Ah, I'm not quite sure how to proceed with that, but but I do let her know. Okay. Um. So cool. she, yeah, she she's she will mull on that mm-hmm. um, on that thought. Um. Right now, then, let me jump into a couple more scenes. So, Velvet, a few weeks into the month. I should say, by the way, Silas, you're probably fully healed by now. Um, I'm assuming, where is Velvet staying? Is he staying in his flat or is he staying in the haven? So his intention is that, um, because I don't think his resources are going to stretch to an additional place to put these people. Yeah, that, um, that, that actually, since he and Adam don't need somewhere separate now, they could live at the haven. Mm-hmm. together yeah that would be his plan and then these people can stay in the flat and awesome. he can, but, but yeah and so that will be his resolution so that means assuming that adam is amenable to that yeah he's in the haven yeah um okay so one evening we'll assume that silas and theodore are not in at this point uh, okay. vance will come to find you i imagine you're hanging out with adam in a sort of lazy idyll oh one yep. last thing by the way folks I assume you tell Sir Holder that Joanne has disappeared? Yes. Sir Holder is very unhappy about this. She doesn't Actually, hold you we, responsible. Yeah. Um, we, tell her, we tell her that night that we have that conversation that with me. Yeah. That very same night that we had to report. And, uh, and we try to soften the blow by saying it's not the first order that's leaving the town. But I, I, put in, I chip in for a suggestion to get uh, soap. As a, as a potential substitute to be considered in the future? Yeah, she will consider that. She will consider that. Cool. Um, uh, she will be... Your read on it, Velvet, because you're probably the best set to, to realise this, is Sir Holder takes it as a personal insult that Joanne left the city without coming to her first. Well, I agree with Sir Holder. I've taken it the same way. <laughs> so, and for once we're in agreement. You are in... You're in no doubt that she will take satisfaction for that insult should she see Joanne again. That is her take on it. Because as far as she's concerned, you work for her. You've been staying in what is essentially her domain. And if she's just going to leave without, you know, you don't swear an oath and then just walk out. That is her take on it. Okay. So... So, yeah. So so that happens. Anyway, you're in the the haven. We're a little... We're about halfway into the month. I imagine we're probably a lovely tennis highlights or something, because that's what he likes. Yeah, doing something quite domestic (laughs) with Adam. Uh, And Vance will come and say, uh, hello, sir. Uh, I just thought you should know you've got a visitor. 
What? Who? There was nobody supposed to be coming here. He says, uh, I don't believe he was scheduled. Uh, I believe right. his uh, family. Look, I look confused by this. Um, and I will, uh, I'll, so I'll, get, I'll get up, go to mm -hmm. meet whoever the visitor is. Okay, so you, when you're taken, uh, you will find that Seth is in the entrance hall. Um, okay. I'll say, um, oh, uh, thanks, Vince. I'll, uh, I'll take you from here. Um, I'll say... Um, so, yeah, and then he retreats. Hey, Velvet. Hey. How you been? Not bad. He uh, extends, he like, lifts one of his legs and like rotates his foot. He says, what do you think? I'll say, um, it looks, uh, not sure what I'm supposed to be looking at. So I'll say, um, uh, I mean, yeah, you look good. What, what? Did... That's all I need to hear. Uh, yeah, it's been a bad few weeks. Nah, oh, Rupert, more than I'd like. But here we are. I'm back. So. Well, so? Look, uh, I was wondering, have you, have you seen Wallace anywhere? Because uh, I can't find him. No. I haven't heard from him, but that's not unusual. I mean, well, I, last night, the I last mean, time I saw him was the night that that you, you went with Theo out to... Uh, out to Amago. That that was the last time I saw him as well. And oh. but, I mean, I don't think anyone's seen him, Velvet. I thought maybe you had because you know you're his child, and like sometimes mm -hmm. when they're gonna do something weird, size tell their children stuff. You know, well, uh, you think he'd tell his brother. I mean, you think would... he'd tell his brother if he was gonna go do something stupid. Well, you think he's done something? And I do stupid. it with him. Why, why? I don't know. What makes you think he's gonna? Why would he? I mean, he's a cautious guy, right? He doesn't do that sort of thing. Yeah, well, these ain't exactly cautious knots, Velvet. They're dangerous knots. Well, so you you haven't seen him, and you don't know what happened to him. Well, he told me that uh, he had business to attend to that night. That's why he wasn't coming with us. But I don't know what it was, and. Uh, Otherwise than that, I haven't seen him. But like I said, that's not unusual. Did you know if Sir Rafe knows where he is? Maybe you would have told well, him. Well, I mean, well, I would. I just, you know, I try to make it my business not to talk to Sir Rafe unless I really have to. Well, I don't particularly want to talk to him either. I mean. But see, that's why we get on so well. Right. Uh, Velvet, can you make a manipulation and subterfuge role, please? Yes, you can use your cover-up if you wish in this. Thanks. I feel it kind of vaguely applies. Yay. Only vaguely. Yay for... If it's any consolation, Seth's pool is not massive. For this. Yay for ridiculous pool, though, I understand. Well, yes, I do have a pretty good pool. We'll see. I have four successes. Uh, because you are just going through your... Yes, exactly, yeah. How many, sorry? Four successes, I think, is a critical win. Four successes, critical win. Okay. He says, um, well, between you and me, Velvet, he was keeping an eye on uh, Sir Enolf. What? And uh, 
well, between you and me, Sanoff's. He's not exactly all here anymore, so I'm kind of worried about him. You about Sanoff, he... I mean, Wallace. Right. Well, you think he might have gone up? I think something might bad might have happened to him. Well, I mean, if you, if you're right, and you and... get the sense that. Sorry to interrupt you, Velvet. While yeah. Seth's talking, you know how you, Velvet is a master poker player? Yes. Well, Seth isn't. And you get okay, the feeling I... that Seth knows something. You just get that vibe that there's something he's not telling you. Okay. I'll say, um... You... You think something happened to him while he was looking looking out for Serenolf? Yeah, I, I think maybe something happened to him while he was uh, looking out for. Well, you, you, you know, it seems to me like you're not telling me something. Well, there's lots of things I don't tell you, Velvet, because I'm not allowed. Well, you runs. know what? I can't help you then. You can't ask me to develop a strategy for you. You already told me you can't help me. You don't know anything. Why would I tell you anything if you don't know anything? I mean, I would tell you if I could. I guess there's some things you shouldn't say, unless you know. Well, I, I guess we don't have anything left to discuss then. If I don't know nothing and you're not going to tell don't me nothing, do this to me, Velvet. What? Are you saying you do know so what? I'm confused now. What I'm telling you is that clear to me that you have more information about this than you're telling me, and that if I was in possession of that information, I might be able to help you. But as I'm not, I guess. We don't. I, I'm. I'm saying. I'm saying that maybe. So Anolf is not very safe right now, and that maybe if Wallace had to do something to, you know, keep him contained, then maybe something bad might have happened to Wallace. That's what I'm saying. Well, say you're right. What the hell are we do? You still think he's not telling you something, okay. by the way. I'll, say, <laughs> I'll say, well, say you're right. What the hell will we do about it? It's Anolf, right? I mean, I'm not going up there. Yeah. I mean, he's gonna rip. Yeah. If he's, you know what, you know what your brother is like, right? If he, if he has, I don't know, if something bad has happened to him while he's with Serenolf, what do you think Serenolf is gonna do to me, other than grind me into the floor? I'm not down for yeah, that. Yeah, I wouldn't go anywhere near Serenolf unless you want to have a real wild night. Right. And I do not want that in life, right? So. I just got my legs back, Velvet. I don't want to go anywhere near what that you mean guy. You got your legs back. What happened to your legs? They uh, they had an accident with a katana. <laughs> That's one way of putting it. <laughs> it's a nice way to put it. If you, think you know about what? I'm, it. I'm glad I didn't go on that trip. Jesus Christ. Well, what's what's your suggestion then? I don't have one. I was hoping you'd tell me something. No, but I, don't I guess have. if you don't know anything, I don't know anything. I guess I'll go home. Maybe ask around. Well, I'm I gonna guess... have to go to Rafe. God damn it! Well, surely, if you're right about this, Rafe is gonna have some something. He must know what Wallace. Yeah, was... I reckon he'll know something. Yeah, I reckon he'll know something. All right. What? What is up with you? You're not, you're, you're not making any sense, and you're still not telling me everything. Don't think I can't see that. 
You care a good goddamn about your brother? You should tell me right now. Well. I think, well, maybe there's some things you don't want to know. Like, if you know about them, that puts you in a dangerous position. So you it's up think, to you, you if you want to take... I live every day of my fucking life in a dangerous position. Yeah, but, I mean, look at this place. It's not exactly dangerous here, is it? It's dangerous. Okay, fine, I'll tell you. All right. I'll tell you. You don't tell anyone else, you hear? All right. All right. Look, it's been aware some people that Enolf's been, uh, he's been on the wrong train for a while now. And uh, the thing about those kind of trains is when they get real fast, then they come off the rails and then they blow up a lot of stuff. You don't want that. that so there was some uh, talk and certain, you know, places amongst certain people, and like, you know, Wallace was one of them. They were going to take that train off the rails a little early so it didn't crash. Right. And, uh, and I'm wondering if maybe the train didn't want to come off those rails, and, and maybe, maybe it just ran over the people on the tracks. That's what I'm wondering. I see your point. And, uh, well, I'm a little bit nervous, to be honest with you, Velvet, because I know about that plan to take that train off those rails, and it might not look too good for me if, uh, if said plan, you know, was to come to the open. Not that I did anything, but then I didn't exactly not do anything either, if you know what I'm saying. Well, who, presumably this was done under the instruction of Rafe? Uh, yeah. Right. Well, I see what you mean. That is something of a pickle. So what I'm now wondering is instead of looking for Wallace, maybe I should be looking to pack my bags. That would seem to me that it might be a, a sensible solution. But now you're saying it, I'm wondering whether I should do the same. I mean... Well, it's a little, well, little after the point now for you, Velvet. I mean, I knew about it before it happened. Whatever happened, I don't know what happened. That's what worries. Might be fine. I don't know. Can you find out? Can you find out how angry people are, and then I'll, uh, I'll pack and be nearby. And then if things are bad, you give me a call. I'll drive hell out of here. Wait, you want me to find out how, how angry their angry Sir Enolf is, or how? I don't you know. Mean? You're a smooth guy. You find someone to ask for you. I don't know. You you figure it out. I'm gonna go pack. All right. All right. Don't leave me hanging. I won't leave you hanging. I just got these legs back. Right, you don't want to lose them again. All right, well, you know what? Damn so right, I don't. I got your back. I will, uh, I'll make some calls, and I'll give you a call and let you know. Right. He'll pat you on the arm. You're a good guy, Velvet. In any case. I'll wait, like, a suitable amount of time before I phone him up and lie to him about how angry everyone is. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> And then hopefully, so, he, yeah. He thanks you for the warning and tells you that he's gonna he's gonna get out of town until things cool off. You know, in like ten years or so. Okay. 
this is not going to help me reject my Bloodborne with Adam. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really pleased by this. So, but yes, okay. Excellent. So we are a little tight on time, but there are not one, but two scenes I want to try and do. So we'll see <laughs> Haha, how that goes. So scene one. Silas, in the month, you're arranging to meet with Jenny. Yep. So where are you meeting her? Uh, probably, probably in one of the uh, in a little village between uh, Oxford and London. Um, what, like at a, at a pub or at a like a, in a hotel or what um, are you talking? Sorry, uh, probably services. Some sort of, uh, probably some sort of outside uh, at pub. Uh, uh, probably in got a garden. Uh, pub garden. Probably probably sure. during, ideally during the week if you can. So there's less people yeah. out there. So she will. You can meet. It's a relatively quiet evening. You're in a pub. Yeah. She'll have a soft drink, um, and we'll be kind of there to meet you. Um, you are struck by, you know, how she is obviously a TV person. You spent a lot of your time recently dealing with normal people, and now you're dealing with a TV person, and she looks even casually quite presentable. Yeah. Um, she is so relieved to see you. I assume you're blushing, uh, doing a blush of health. Yep. But we're not going to worry too much about the role for this because you, it's over time passes. Yep. Um, so she will embrace you when she sees you and look absolutely thrilled that you are there. And she says, Silas, I'm so glad you're alive. Oh God, I've been thinking about this. I've been so worried. Are you okay? I'm fine. Are you? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course, I'm fine. I, I've been thinking about this. She'll sit down with you. Yep. Uh, I would go first, guide her into like, if there's a beer garden. Yeah, you can go somewhere quiet where it's yeah. just the two of you. That's no, not a problem. Um, she'll say, "You need to tell me everything." I still don't really understand what's going on with you. Um. Why is it you want to know fully everything? Because there are there are things I sh I I've probably told you too much already. For your safety. What you've told me doesn't make any sense. But if if you're not safe, Silas, if you're not safe, then we need to get it so that you're safe. I'm as safe as I you can. Need to be. Go to your, you need to go to the authorities, Silas. They can't help. Of course they can help. That's their job. I need to talk to them. I can't just sit there and know you're in danger. We need to do something about this. I know it feels like no one can help you, but if you talk to me and if you talk to them, it will be better. This, um, if authorities look into it, they will hunt me. I've seen it before. I've, I've seen it. But then we we, we need to... You can't be the first person that's been in danger like this. She is entering into social combat with you. She's trying to persuade you to go to the authorities. Uh, um, you uh, can make... Sorry, say again, Phil? So I was going to kind of re be kind of redirecting the conversation. <laughs> Away from... Okay, if you're, trying to redirect, if you're trying to redirect it subtly, you can do that with etiquette. Yeah, I can use some etiquette. Okay. 
It's also manipulation and etiquette. Um, are you using... Well, actually, you can't... Yeah. I would allow you to use presents if you want to. Up to you. Yeah, because that, that's a terrible roll without it. That's an atrocious roll without it. Um, so I will use... So you can spend willpower and things as you like. Nation. Um, uh, plus, um, plus the blood as well. That doesn't it all that much. So that's then three successes. So, so three successes. So she is obviously pleading with you, and what you're trying to do is get her to talk about something else or focus things in a different way. Yep. And you, you, you don't like fully go in, but you flex your supernatural presence. But it's hard. You've known Jenny all your life. And she's your friend. She's trying to help you. She's also your touchstone. Uh, so you take two points of superficial willpower damage. Are you staying in the argument? Um... She's really quite persuasive. It's almost like she's in a career that gives her those skills. Sarah is going to at this point respond with if there was another way you could help, would you be interested? Yes, of course. Of course I would. But it sounds like this is too big for just the two of us. We need to go, we need to, go to the authorities. There are others. But you know I'll help you anything. It would mean, if you wanted to, you would have to leave everything that you know behind. The only thing that you would know would be me. Just like as I've left. My career. You, you, you need to, to tell me what you need to. You need to tell me what this is before you ask me to make a decision like that. It's another world. I'll listen, and it's it's another world completely different that that runs off of centuries, centuries of time, where someone like you can be incredibly persuasive. Not, it's not something I would ever want for you, but it's not something that I would stop you for if you wanted. Do my oldest friend. She smiles when you says when you say that. She will sit and she will listen to you. What, roughly speaking, are you telling Jenny? But, I mean, are you yeah. just telling? Are you just like laying it out for her, or are you saying how vague are we being here? What are we saying? She uh, wants to know. She she asks, and she's saying, you know, if you're saying she's got to like give up everything, she wants to understand what this is. So my question to you is: Are you actually telling her what this is, or are you going to give her a different version of what this is? He's going to have a version of his head, a a a, a sort of glossed over version, of, um, uh, basically keep, keeping out any uh, as many details as would you know cause her to you know, run in terror. Um, so are you leaving out supernatural elements? Try. It's going to be like the flat earth theory or, or, or Scientology. So it's going to be it's kind like, of like... Come over, but not a lot of detail. So it's going to be like conspiracy theories. Exactly, that that's the word. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Now this is something he's definitely rehearsed in his head while the, oh, the write-in. Sure. Okay. I will allow you to make a... a Charisma and no manipulation, I think, to be fair, 
and I'll let you do performance. But I think you would have rehearsed this speech. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, are you using presence? Yeah, I'll, I'll okay. do that. And just as you're doing that role, just so I'm, we're all clear, you're you're trying to basically say, if you want to help me, what you could do is you could come and do this, but it means you're going to have to give up everything. Mm -hmm. And in Silas's mind, what would that mean if she says yes? What, um, was, what would he actually do? Just so I know. He would. Uh, uh, he he he'll basically present uh, present her with a little uh, a little test, and if she goes for it, and and then then he'll take her take her, take her with him. In what sense? Are we talking? Uh, you'll tell her the secrets. You'll ghoul her. You'll turn her into a vampire. What's Silas? Just so I've got a vague idea. He, uh, his, his intention would, would be to then uh, offer offer a blade and basically persuade her to drink willingly. Okay, awesome. So he's not. He would be forcing. She'd be willing. Sure. So what's the result of your role? Uh, rolling now. That, uh, um, I'm gonna willpower that. Okay. Because, yeah. Um, that's gonna be uh, four successes total. Four successes in total. So you'll take one point of willpower damage. Um, it's a tie. You don't manage to fully persuade her to do this. Neither does she, however, force you to go to the authorities. Um, but you do talk long into the night and she does, basically she'll say, unless Silas is gonna push the issue, she will say that she needs to think about this because it's such a big thing. She won't tell anyone about what you've said and that she'd like to meet with you again to make up her decision. But there's a lot of what you said. She needs to get her head around. She's not sure quite if it all hangs together. She needs to think about it. It's such a big thing you sprung on her. She's not quite ready. As, as well, nod and say it was sprung on me very fast as well. So you've got more time than I have. Take all the time you need. I'll see you soon. Okay. Um, I'm also going to give you one stain mm -hmm. for distressing your touchstone. Yep. Um, cool. So I know I'm aware we're at time, but I want to, I want to do one last thing before we finish this session. So I'm going to spin forward to the end of the month and to a court that is unlike uh, other courts that you have attended. This court is not held in the center of town. It is held in the south, it is in fact held at Sir Holder's domain in the place where she receives visitors. The reason some of you will become aware for this is that, of course, Helena is not a citizen of Oxfordshire. And it has been pushed re repeatedly that she should be challenged and should be treated like a citizen of Oxfordshire. And of course, if you want to join the city, you have to gain a token from the gatekeeper. And she's coming from the south and therefore she's going to have to go to the southern gatekeeper. And so the court is held there instead of in its usual location. And indeed feels a bit odd because it's sort of almost like Sir Holder is holding court insofar as it is within her domain and she is kind of a senior kind of person within her domain. However, Sir Holder is not entirely holding court either. 
because it's still a court for the city and you still have the herald there you still have the knights and there is very much a feeling of the knights cooking something up there's been lots of obviously you going around persuading people that something really bad has to happen um yeah I, I, and i imagine you've been trying to influence what that might be yep. i'm also i'm also starting to to use the information as meliori asked as in gaining favors for the information of hey there is this thing yes. that is going on so maybe we can throw that in helena's face sometime but get, yes. gaining so all um, of, um, yeah all of that all of that is bubbling in the background um when helena arrives she does not arrive alone um, you will recognize uh, Liam, who is the Master of Ceremonies at the Games, is with her. You will recognize Brona and Kate from the Games, who were participants. Uh, you will also recognize Amanda, who was the Torridor, who was one of the only survivor from your first foray into Reading. Uh, and there will also be another couple of kindred you don't recognize and haven't seen before. So it's a not insignificant group that arrive with her. And she will arrive very much in a, in a kind of um, proud. You know, she doesn't come humbly. She comes like, I am now coming into this space. And uh, she's like on the verge of making her speech, or whatever that's going to be, when the Herald says, ah, she has come back as predicted. Of course, we here in the city are all aware of the events that took place recently. The sad passing of the great Prince Drogo, the Berentin, and the consequences and impact of that duel being lost. However, as anyone knows, who has studied Oxfordshire as long as you have? He looks at Helena. We are a domain of tradition, and we would not wish to disrespect you by not treating you as we would any who came to this city. It is customary for any who wish to come here to swear an oath to the prince, and of course also to the city. And she will be like, I do not have a problem with this. He says, however, we do not simply allow any to come and swear an oath as they wish. Such oaths must carry weight. And so those who wish to swear must earn a coin from the gatekeeper. Just as you must do if you wish to become a citizen of this city and ultimately rule it. Her eyes narrow at this. As the Herald is speaking and as he's starting to come to that point, you will see, however, the knights kind of gathering up into a group. Um, there are many knights, of course, not here. Sagansuk is not here. Uh, you will notice that Sakurstag is here. Um, and she has returned. She is very bundled up and mostly covered, but it is her. You might say charitably that's because she wanted to gear up for battle. Um, you might not, depends how you feel. Um, it's fair to say she's not, she's, she's kind of towards the back of this gathering. She's not being very loud or saying much. 
Serenolf here. Serenolf is not here. Good news. So it's not true, actually. Serenolf is here. So Enolf is here. Um, and so Enolf looks like he's ready to kick off any second. He's looking at Helena like all she has to do is say the wrong word and he will be all over this shit. He's armed, he's there, he's ready, he's up, he's up for this. Well, quick so question. I, I, would assume, I would assume the group of us are here for, like, we are effectively security tonight. Yes, you because are. Because we're the beam in the south. So we are, are armed. Silas, yes. Melvin, and myself. Fuck I that. Hand... If Renolf kicks off, I'm leaving. Yeah, yeah but I'll hand, you, I'll hand you a gun so you have at least the gun. Yeah, this is going to do nothing against him. Yeah, But you're going to look cool as fuck. You know, you're going to carry your gun with you. You're going to look, like, you know, important. So if it kicks off, there you is, run away. There is obviously this group of kindred behind, like backing Helena as well. And this these kind of groups. But obviously there are, because of the various things you've been doing and other people have been doing, there are also a lot of Oxfordshire kindred that seem at least on the surface, united. And there are more of you, obviously, than there are of them, significantly more. And um, she kind of sizes it all up and says, what then would you have me do? To prove myself. And uh, Hale says, well, for that, I will defer to one of our founding knights of Oxfordshire. And Sir William comes forward and says, was, as you know, my sire and small group of knights at first gathered to form this domain. And before we came, Oxfordshire was not a place that was safe for our kind to walk. There were other beasts held these woods and we cast them back by force of arms indeed in his reign his long long reign my sire threw back many enemies of oxfordshire so it seems fitting if you are to claim to be worthy of being prince then your test for entry into the city should be of a similar nature one which involves throwing back an enemy of the city and if we interpret the jewel such that you have proved yourself a greater prince then that means you must perform a greater feat a feat that even he could not achieve in his long reign she's looking a little like bracing herself for the storm and he says when the city of Oxfordshire was first formed. There was a kindred amongst us who we thought was a friend and fooled us with his false oath. He was made scourge of the city, yet he betrayed it and indeed the citizens of Oxfordshire. He once dueled Sir James Douglas and defeated him and murdered no small number of kindred, breaking the sacred rules of the Camarilla and 
the oath itself in both letter and spirit. He is referred to as the bowman. Yes! Fucking hell! If you wish to be a citizen and earn your coin and swear your oath and have us swear to you, then you will bring us his head. There is a long pause. And she takes it in, the situation, and weighs it up. And then eventually she says, are there any other conditions? Just, you will not be able to take anyone else with you, save for those we provide. Just, and they will not be there to fight on your behalf. They will be there to observe your conduct, such that you prove yourself fitting. Penitent. Petitioner. So there is another long pause. And Helena... I mean, Silas, you've been around Bruyere to know long enough when someone is saying, don't frenzy, don't <laughs> frenzy. And that is where she is. Because it's kind of like everyone's being a bit shitty and she's being humiliated and she can feel it. But she does not lose her self to the best. Damn. She says, so be it. I accept. He says, excellent. He says, then... Gareth Thomas, our boon keeper, who, as you will no doubt have learned, is neutral in all affairs, will accompany you to see how you do on this venture and to tell us how you have conducted yourself. Of course, these are dangerous nights and we would not wish anything bad to befall our boon keeper. So the Southern Veen Coterie will accompany him to make sure that he is safe. On this. And I do a, a, a small bow in her direction. With a smirk. Just say it. Okay. I don't bow. Uh, I just look really annoyed. <laughs> Excellent. That is amazing. Like a, a gorgeous bow, a very menacing green, and an annoyed look. Like, oh my god. It's like, who are these three? Um, she takes all of this in and gives very little away. But it's fair to say there is little love on her face for any of you. And Sir William will say, we wish you luck and a speedy return. And on that note, we will draw session eight to a close. I apologize for those watching along uh, for us having a little bit of a late finish, but I kind of wanted to get to, yeah. to that point before we were yeah. done. Everybody um, is happy that Hugh the Bowman is back. Just a sad thing. Who the fuck is the Bowman? I need information about it. <laughs> so if you do not know who the Bowman is, I recommend you like to me. watch the 16, the, the 1400, 1600 memorial. Oh, yeah. First memorial. He's also referred to in the third one as well. Yeah, oh, yes. The Bowman. So, um, there are a few things to resolve before we wrap up the session completely. One is Silas needs to make a remorse check. You picked up one stain. I'm afraid you can't apply any convictions. So just a regular remorse roll. 
would be great. Um, those of you may be wondering, you may have been sitting at home thinking, but what is, what is actually the best discipline? I've never been quite certain. There are so many to choose from. I can now solve that mystery for you. The answer is dominate. Is oblivion. our winner is Sparrow. For so congratulations <laughs> on your wisdom and for also winning these stickers. If you get in touch with us, we will post them to you as soon as we can. Dominate maintains his position so as the best was, thing ever. It was, totally, it was totally worth you staying up for this, girl. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I just want to say um, this is a Mitch Appreciation Week. So thank you very much. Or, or uh, otherwise known as the algorithm. <laughs> well, that's a controversial statement. Um, he is the algorithm. Created Hi, by Dylan. Uh, I would also say thank you, of course, as always, to my players for being fabulous. Thanks to our storyteller. Thank you, Pete. Thank you. And, of course, to all of you for watching along, do join us next week for session nine, which will be Let's Go Hunt the Bowman. How fun will that be? That and, uh, oh, Silas, how did you do on your remorse check? I had two successes, so. Ah, so you feel bad about manipulating your friend in the way that you did and not telling her the truth because you're always so honest with each other. That burns at Silas. And he feels really, really shitty about it, but he does not lose humanity. Um, so, as we say, thanks very much. See you next week. If you want to audition tonight, let him know or I'll never, or Carlos will shut the door. And, uh, yeah, take care. Bye. Bye. Oh, See you next week. Bye. Bye.